I don't think we should ever say we're going live unless we have the word pal in it. Well, we're live, pal. Ah, there it is. Kind of looks like we're live. I think we're on the face base. This is episode 534 of the Shining Wizards Wrestling Podcast. And Hmm. we have a lot to talk about tonight. It seems like every week there's just more and more wrestling to talk about which gives us more talk about wrestling Mm. plus oh my i look good my hair looks good plus what i feel like i've been looking like a slob lately because uh my beard is very let me me maximize this screen here i'll tell you right now whether or not you look good or not let's see no i told you last week you've been looking good i think my hair usually my face is a mess like my beard it doesn't look so bad though no you look you look well i mean you look about the same i think Actually, you might look worse. Oh, way. Kevin, look at, hot take. Oh, there's a lot of what's going on with the beard underneath the uh, the lipski. No, yeah. no, the, up here. There's a lot it's coming. The in goatee, the goatee status. What's that? You got a lot of gray coming in. I do have a lot of gray coming in. Yeah, so do I actually. So can't really complain about that. Got a lot of gray up on the old cheeks. A lot of stress in my life. From this, That's right. From this fucking podcast. I thought you were going to go with pandemic, but you went the right route. <laughs> we got so much to talk about tonight, and we have two guests. We have the sheriff, Kiefer Bartek from uh, New Texas Pro Wrestling. He's the booker man as well. And then Mysterious oh. Q, who is their champion. They'll be on to talk about their big show this weekend. Well. Am I Bo May? Bo May. Is that how you say it? I fucking don't I know. No idea either. Uh, Wait, is it a city in Texas? Well, no, the show's in Houston, but the name of the show is B-O-M-A-Y-E. Uh, Bome, yeah. I don't know what that means. It's got to be a Texas thing. Isn't yeah. that a Japanese thing like Bomaye? Isn't that what Kota Ibushi does? Oh, Bomaye? No, Kota Ibushi. Kota I know Ibushi. Chris Bay is on it, looks like. so. Yeah, so it's Gino Bomaye Bay. Uh, Kota Ibushi just lays down and gets pinned. That's right. That's right again. Yeah, how's your boy Osprey doing? Do you see me rocking Will Ospreay shirts every week? No. Maybe you should. No, because I am a fucking Switchblade Jay White guy, buddy. You know that. You hate it. Unfortunately. Can I give you guys a piece of advice? Right? You go out into the world. You want to try. You want to buy some alcoholic beverages, right? You go. You like the seltzers, right? I know Kevin likes the seltzers. I enjoy a nice seltzer. Oh, yeah. Right? So I've been dabbling, trying some new things, right? Yeah. Stay the fuck away from the Stewart spiked root beer. It's fucking gross. Yeah, no chance. Don't even. I took two sips and I threw the four pack out. It's fucking. What's. What was the percentage on that? I didn't even look. ABV. It, it tasted like a baboon's asshole. So I said, I'm getting rid of this. From the baboon asshole eating expert, Matt. That's right. Well, I mean, the cat's around enough. So, I mean, it's got to be pretty close, right? No cats, baboons. I would think a baboon's ass would taste more like a human's ass than a cat's ass. It's it's raining cats and baboons out there. Yeah, but I don't. I leave my pets are my pets. They are just my pets. I go for the ass of the baboon because it is not a pet. It is not something I live with. I can go outside the walls of my house and get my own baboon ass. What made you go with Stewart's? You know what? I like a good root beer. I'm a big root beer guy. Um. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to try something different. Oh, it was a terrible decision. 
Yeah, I don't trust anyone that is not familiar with the whole selling of alcohol products to make my alcohol. If you know terrible, what I'm saying? Terrible, terrible decision. Now, I don't yeah. know if Stewart's is the brand that makes it. They may have. You know, oh, it's just a flavored. They just license type deal. Right. They could have just licensed licensed the brand, this alcoholic beverage company. But uh, now I am trying uh, the truly raspberry tea hard, hard seltzer. Oh, those are great. I don't know how I feel about them. I'm oh, a I mean, little... All right. So here's the deal, Matt. There's always going to be at least one flavor in every sort of brand like this that's going to taste like absolute, you know, for lack of a better term, baboon ass. So uh, the lemon is great in that. And I, I feel like the lemons overall, I guess, just because that's just a traditional iced tea type deal. Or the lemons are usually the best, but those aren't bad. I, I frequent those. Yeah, I'm not a big I'm not a big fan, but uh, oh, you're. I brought a 12 pack, so I got to drink them. Yeah, the White Claw iced teas yet. Yeah, well, I was looking for the half and half Arnold Palmer ones them. that I had the other day. Those were delightful. You should drink the rosy palm ones. Those are the tall boys, right, Matt? No, they were just like in regular these cans. But it literally says Arnold Palmer. Yeah, half and half spiked yep. tea. Yeah, those are those are good too. Ah, well, we have so much more to talk about. It'll get better, people. Trust me. Oh, it a hundred percent will get better. The sheriff will put us all in order. Mysterious Q will bring the mystery. Oh, uh, we watch the NWA. We watch Ring of Honor. We watch MLW. We watch Dark Side. We watch fucking Ultimate Warrior shit. So much to talk about. There's new Impact Tag Team Champions. There's no IWGP World Heavyweight Champion. And it's all next here on the Shining Wizard Wrestling Podcast. Episode 534. Yeah. The following is a presentation of the Shining Wizards Network. Broadcasting live on RantiumRadio.com and available on all podcast platforms and at ShiningWizards.com. Follow us on social media at Wizards Podcast. Check out our merchandise at Merch.ShiningWizards.com. Do your Amazon shopping at Amazon.ShiningWizards.com and become a Patreon supporter at Patreon.com slash Wizards Podcast. As always, we thank you for your continued support. And now, enjoy the show. This is the Horror King, Vinny Marcellia from Ring of Honor, and you're listening to the Shining Wizards Podcast. The last one there gets the axe. What's up, fuckers? I love the big package. And he's got those smelly balls. The fuck are you talking about? <laughs> what a fucking loser. Fuck the Shining Wizards. That's right. What's up, everybody? It's episode 534 of the Shining Wizards Wrestling Podcast. Thanks for tuning in tonight on Rantium Radio, rantiumradio.com. Thanks for watching along on the face space, facebook.com slash wizards podcast. Thanks for downloading us. We love you guys, too. We don't forget about our downloading peeps. We love everybody in this life. But we're here to do one thing and one thing only, and that's wrestling talk. And talk about wrestling. Tony. Matt. K J G. 
boys, what's going on tonight? We got a hell of a show lined up. Yeah, buddy. We do. No? We do. We got a big show. There's well, so much well. so much wrestling. I can't keep up with the wrestling. I'm not gonna lie to you guys. It's there's so fucking much. Stop watching AEW. There you go. See now, I, my schedule this week was friendly on Wednesday, and I was home, and I got to watch AEW. But like Thursday night, I missed Dark Side. Um, last night, I didn't see the, the Warrior thing. Um, Tuesday, I missed NWA. Usually Mondays, I catch up on Ring of Honor. But man, work's getting busier, and it's just getting harder to find time to fucking catch up on this shit. And then I spend all day uh, catching up. Watching the wrestling stuff. Yeah, Mondays have become a bit of a chore going into the show because, like you said, it is catch up day. And it's like things that maybe you watched like on Tuesday last week that you kind of have to give yourself a refresher on and going over newses and notes and trying to watch shit that you didn't watch. Mondays can be rough for the guys in the game like ourselves, you know? Oh, yeah. Plus, guys, we are, we are right. Dead in the heat of the first round of the NHL playoffs, so you know I'm watching every single one of those games. Conversing with my boy EY about the the Carolina Nashville series. Oof, double overtime yesterday, Mama Mia. So, I almost did. I almost forgot to ring the bell for that name drop, Kev. Oh, listen, there'll be plenty of those today, boys. I, you I know so. why I think he threw you off there, T Donk? Because he didn't. He's beyond. He has forged such a friendship with Eric Young. For those That's who are right, not right. in the loop, he doesn't even call him Eric Young now. Just EY initials now. Huh. Nicknames, unbelievable. Sometimes, sometimes I call him E Yeezy. I think you just stick to EY. No, no, he likes he likes the Yeez. Does he? Oh yeah, big Yeez guy. Does are he? you reeling in the Yeez? That's right. He doesn't take me as a, 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 a what's it Yeezy? Oh yeah, E Yeezy. Easy. Oh, he's yeah. First of all, though, no, all of this was false, by the way. So, <laughs> no. Word, if, I, if I add him, he'll he'll reply. But I just haven't done it. But that was a. I wanted to so bad. I, I have Carolina Hurricanes winning the entire Stanley Cup, and they lost in double double overtime to the Nashville Predators, which is Eric Young, Eric Young's Easy's uh, adopted team. So. That was a tough one for me. I need the I need the Carolina to come back big at the Islanders and the Penguins tonight. Dear good friend Andy Green, shout out to you, New York Islanders defenseman number four. So, are you watching hockey while you're doing the show? No, the game hasn't started yet, and I will not watch it. Okay, Hopefully, MSG Plus will have a replay on after uh, by the time we finish, and I'll be able to catch the replay. Hopefully, avoid spoilers. So, uh, I caught some replays today. Uh, Dark Side of the Ring collision in Korea. Did you guys catch this? Of course. This is the I one did I was not, looking man. forward to. There's so much like actual wrestling to watch that I can't like I can't like commit to like pe- like to watching people talk about wrestling. Like that's what we do. So like I can't commit like I I watched a whole lot of wrestling this week, but I just I haven't gotten around. I will get around to it, but just not not yet. Now, Tony, I know you were souped up for this episode of Dark Side of the Ring. Did this live up to the hype for you? It was just kind of there. I mean, the only thing I really didn't know about was Road Warrior Hawk and Two Cold Scorpio's little feud. Where Scorp, come on, was was Two Cold Scorpio really gonna kill or shank Hawk in a communist country where there's guns pointed at your head everywhere? I mean, really, really, Scorpio, really, this is what we're doing now. 
Oh, gonna, by I'm, the way, let oh. me ask you this real, real fast. If you take Two Cold Scorpio at his word, do we hate Hawk now because he used the N word like Hulk Hogan did? Uh, I don't know. Did we hate Andre the Giant because he used the N word? Well, I mean, this is this is selectivity. I mean, the whole world hated Hulk Hogan, but it seems like you know we forgive and forget who we want to. Well, I mean, I think I think the problem with the Hulk Hogan situation was that he said it in private and he didn't know he was recording. So he probably uses that language all the time. Not saying it's okay to use said language. Time out real quick. Hawk is getting into a heated argument with a black man and he uses it. And that's not, that's, that's not like worse. I'm not saying it's better or worse, but he said it to the man's face at least. Like Andre called bad news. The same thing face to face. I'm not saying it's right. I'm just saying, I think the problem why people were so outraged with the Hulkster brother. Uh, I think you nailed it. I swear to God, I think you nailed it. So if you have the balls to do it, it's it's a better situation. It's not, not that, a good situation. Not a good situation, but a better than Hogan situation. It's not better. You should never use it to begin with, but. Well, you're stating the obvious. It's, it's always worse when you say something when you think no one's listening, because that's when the truth really does come out. When I mean, it might come out the same way when you say it to the person's face, but like Matt said, oof, at least you're willing to take the punch in the face after saying it. So they're b- both fucking terrible, but I mean, I mean, I'm, I'm saying this just to be facetious, but I think, I think the problem that I had with too cold is like, I've never heard this story before about him and Hawk getting into a physical, like, you know, altercation in North Korea. So like, They've been sitting on this for like 25, 30 years. Like, why talk about it now? It's just so weird. I mean, if you really want to go down the rabbit hole, why hasn't this this collision in Korea really been talked about? You've heard bits and pieces, you know, and they even asked Scott Norton, like, was Scorpio going to kill Hawk? And he was like, yeah, I was on the bus. I saw the fight. Yeah, but, but, then, but then Norton was also defending Hawk where he was like, you know, if Hawk wasn't as messed up as he was, this wouldn't have been a contest. Like, Scorpio never would have gotten the shots in that he did. Sure, so. he's going to defend his friend. They were, like, best best friends. Fair enough. And he's that'd not... be a, that, that'd be a, that's a tough one, man. Like, I didn't watch the doc, so I don't know what you guys are really talking about, but Scorpio and Hawk? So... That'd be a, freaking, that'd be uh, a battle. I'll give, you, I'll give you a little synopsis. Scorpio had some heat with Ric Flair. He felt like Ric Flair was the reason he got fired. Yeah, because so, uh, Too Cold was not with WCW at this point. So uh, they were on the tour bus, and Hawk was going to – he had typically been riding with Ric Flair to these events. Uh, but this time, Hawk decided to step on the bus, and Scorpio said something to the effect of, uh, let that pussy get killed or something. He called Ric Flair a pussy. And Hawk was like, what did you say? And uh, Scorpio was like, what part didn't you understand? Fuck that or pussy. Uh, uh, and that's when they kind of uh, started throwing bombs at each other. And I guess Hawk was on some kind of medication. Hawk, yeah, Hawk was sick at this point. Was he recovering from something? Yeah, I don't know. He was on medication, so I guess he wasn't at 100%. And th- these words were used on the show, right? They yes. said this on the show. So we're just quoting what people said on the show. Correct. Yes, and Hawk did his best honest impression and said, what did you say? Hmm. And that's kind of yes. where things really escalated. Yeah, he said he's dropping the, the M-bombs. But 
Uh, so yeah, well, he dropped one according to Scorpio. It yeah, wasn't like he was letting them fly. <laughs> I mean, you drop you drop one bomb, you might as well be dropping them all. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'll remember that for next time. I'm just saying. Look, one you drop one bomb, it's just as bad as dropping four bombs. So whatever. Uh, so then there was like this really weird story where they had like they went to like sushi dinner and Scorpio was like dropping the stainless steel p- chopsticks and sticking them in his socks and then taking them back to his room and trying to turn them into shanks. Chris <laughs> and he was like Chris Benoit was like bro don't what are you doing? Like, you're gonna you're gonna Benoit. fucking try and stab Hawk and kill him in a communist country you'll never get home. Benoit it was a was it, reason. Uh, you know what I'm with you there Tony it is a kind of a weird story for. The purpose of what this, like, this story is probably what a lot of people took out of it. Not the fact that, like, they went to North Korea. They got the passports taken away. There's guns pointed at them at all times. They dropped the... Scott, Scott Norton almost got arrested for disparaging the country while he's on the phone with his wife. But we knew that story. That story's been around for a while. There's a story that Norton tells in his book, and I don't know why they didn't talk about it. They, I guess, in between... Um, the hotels, there was like a, um, like a, like, a, like a, like a underground path. Like you walk down and you came out underneath the hotel and you can go to the other. Yeah. So they, were, they mentioned in the documentary, they were being followed all the time. Well, it was him and Benoit and it was him and Benoit, I think. And they decided they were going to have a foot race cause they were bored. So I don't they, believe that for a second. So they ran from these dudes. Yeah, you don't do that. I don't <laughs> see. I, see, why was this not on the show? I've heard this story before too. I just don't think that's real. I think that that's a I, I, that can't be real. Who? I don't like what men in their like twenty or however old they were just said, "Hey, let's race." <laughs> like, like, what are you like in kindergarten? Like, what are you doing? Well, I Kev. Mean, one of the things they kept saying throughout the documentary was there was literally nothing to do. You were in your hotel room. As a matter of fact, I so, think was- so so we're gonna we're gonna pass the time with a race. No, no, listen. So they go down to the lobby of the hotel. I think it was like the Steiners. It was it was uh, Scott Norton. Maybe Benoit was with him. There was a pool table. It took them two hours for them to get a set of pool balls released to play pool. And Norton accidentally shot the cue ball off the table, and they fucking grabbed all the balls and they said, "That's it. You're done. No more." All right. I mean, I guess I got to put it in the context of where they actually are. So that's a, that kind of plays a big part in it, I guess. You think? Yeah. No, it was it's it was interesting. And the balls on Bischoff to uh to not tell uh anyone he was just taking everybody over there. Well, Bischoff went for a run. He's talked about that before, which No, the but fuck? they said another that- run. Why is everyone running in North Korea? Wouldn't you run if you were in North Korea? No, because they'll, they, they'll shoot you. I don't think they were. I don't think they were as they didn't. I don't think they were aware of the effects. I don't, you know, Eric Bischoff going for a run in the morning. He in his mind, he was just going to go for a jog. He yeah, didn't realize that, that all the propaganda for the past God knows how many years painted Americans as evil. And here's this American just fucking running down the street all willy nilly. And all these people were fucking horrified. I wonder if it's just like everyone on this trip just thought, Hey, North Korea time for cardio. Let's, let's do it. Like, wait, why? why, ah, It just, that's just wild. Let's just get cardio in North Korea. Look, the, 
the people are creatures of habits. You know, you can't you're not going to sit in your hotel room and watch the three government government channels that all have North Korean propaganda on there that you don't fucking understand. You got to do, do something. I do like that they got into the whole Ricky Dozen story, you know, and that how that was Anoki's connection because Anoki was one of his two protégés being Korean himself, which, you know, a lot of people were not aware of until, you know, Ricky Dozen was damn, you know, until he was killed practically. You know, that was not common knowledge that he was Korean. Yeah, they tried to hide it, right? Yep. And then uh, Anoki wisely plays that off like he's Korea's like returning son, like he was their hero, which is why they said there were no other matches that got reactions except for Anoki and Flair, because here's the evil American Ric Flair, and here's their their quote-unquote hero who was trained under a great Korean wrestler. I mean, that, that's great storytelling right there. It's I unfortunate would, that Anoki didn't do much in politics after that for another 20 years, but whatever. I would love to find the uh, the tapes of this. What, Collision in Korea? Yeah. It's on YouTube. I was is watching it, it before, actually. Is it my, it's Mike Tanay. Who else is doing? Is Bischoff doing commentary, too? It sounds like Mike, Mike Tanay. Yeah, it was Mike Tanay, Bischoff, and Sonny Ono was there for a little bit, too, because he actually acted as a liaison between uh, New Japan and uh, WCW. Right. So, that was before he was stealing uh, all the money for the, from the... GCW and Great Muda, right? Probably, yeah. yeah. Long before. It's fucking Sonny Ono. All right. I got a flip-flop now, okay? I watched this. This fucking A&E bullshit is really pissing me off. Uh-oh. He didn't, I think it, he didn't like the Warrior show? You know what? No, I did because I thought they presented it like they presented it well. The fucking, it all comes back to the Macho Man thing for me. The Macho Man thing really fucking bothered me. And they covered all his his bullshit with the Warrior. His fucking racist, homophobic uh, speech he did in Connecticut. His weird fucking creepy website. Him holding up McMahon. They didn't really go into the WCW stuff, but I guess there wasn't a lot of meat on the bone there. No. But I thought it was done. It was done proper. And, dude, they had everybody and their grandmother on this thing, too. Like, the people they brought out for this, they had, like, 50 people they interviewed, which is crazy. I don't understand Dana Warrior saying if she watched the self-destruction of the Ultimate Warrior that people would be dead. Oh, she'd kill him. That's why. Yeah, that's, that's, that's a strong statement there, brother. She loved Warrior, dude. That I, was her husband. I get you know what it. What if people start showing up dead now? Well, then I guess you know whose door to knock on. The Dana Warriors? Of course. Dude, she's tough, bro. She was she was an aerobics instructor when they met. I know. I watched the doc. Now we're going to get Dark Side of the Warrior this week. Oh, boy. Cool. Crazy Town USA. Come on. Yeah. I enjoyed this one, though. I enjoyed this uh, the A&E version, I guess, if you want to call it that. Yeah. I would like to see more of him... Uh, fucking up his promos that was great what i i really wasn't hogan. sure why hogan but man that apology he had or he had to do for that kid Ooh, that was rough what the fuck dude he was so pissed off he had to do it because he got caught i i don't blame him i would have said fuck that kid come on you're the fucking ultimate warrior you're the face of the company you took the torch from hulk hogan Maybe he was having a bad day. <laughs> Boy, did he. 
Did you? Uh, I don't know if Sam Roberts did this on purpose or not, but did you catch that he referred to uh, every time he talked about the Warrior and Hogan at WrestleMania six, he referred to him as Hulk Hogan. Oh, Hulk. I didn't catch that. That's great if yeah, he did. Like the way the Warrior would say Hulk Hogan, Hulk Hogan. Dude, Shane McMahon was in this thing. Like it was just so weird. Like the people that they drew out for this. I mean, who 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 else are you gonna draw out? I mean, Jimmy Hart. Jimmy Hart was in the fucking thing. <laughs> Jimmy Hart was there the entire time. Warrior was. Yeah, Jimmy. Jimmy Hart looks like he fell off that tiki deck a few times. <laughs> yeah, Jimmy, Jimmy Hart needs to. Uh... Dude, the guy is like ninety, and he looks like he's forty-six. Dude, well, that not... is what forty-six not... looks like. I'm fucked in six years. Holy God. If that That's was forty-six. Right. I would have been yeah. fucked already. <laughs> All right. Well, he doesn't look like your typical centaur. Or no, that was. Geriatric, good God! Um, right? Or does is he does he look that bad? I haven't seen him in a while. He looked rough. Yeah, it was it was. Well, let's blame the camera angle. No, who me. looked worse? Who looked worse? Marty Jannetty in the Shawn Michaels thing or Jimmy Hart? I haven't watched the Shawn Michaels thing. Yet. I have zero interest in that piece of shit. Oh, you gotta watch that, bro. It when is that? Perfect. When is that dropping? That's that was already like two on. Weeks. Did that already happen? Oh God, I have no clue what's going on with these documentaries. I watched, I watched like three minutes of the Savage one, and I think I watched like the first one, whichever one that one was. Stone Cold. I, yeah, Stone I watched Cold. Stone Cold. I enjoyed this Warrior one though, dude. His daughters are hot. Uh, uh, uh be very careful, Tony. Exciting. How old? How old? They're like not eighteen. I thought they I were. Oh man. I don't well, think how so, old dude. were they? All right, how old were they when he was inducted? That I was no, that's the, I don't know. They were tiny, Tony. Yeah, they were very small. All right, they're they're attractive. All right. One one of them may be of age. Um, the boxing one or the ballerina? Because the boxing one, she's tough, and she said never say never when it comes to wrestling. I don't know. So maybe that's a given. Maybe you're a wrestler's kid, that's a given. Yeah. I'll pa- pass. I don't care. Yeah, not interested. Why not? They have weird weird names. Indiana and what? Madagon? Madagoon? Madagoon, Madagin, Madagoon. I don't know. We're talking about the the offspring of someone who literally changed their name to Warrior. So, Apple, Tree. Yeah, but they didn't pick their own. They didn't pick their first name. They were given. That's what I'm saying. They didn't. Oh, that's fair. The Apple Tree thing doesn't work there, but. Well, they really didn't pick their last name either because their last name is... Well, they wouldn't have picked their last name anyway. What if it was Indiana Hellwig, whatever. That's better than oh, wait Indiana a second. Warrior. Wait a second. So Warrior changed his first name to Warrior. No, he changed his whole name to Warrior. He's like Madonna. It's like So Warrior. that's why Dana... Is Dana's name Dana Warrior? Or is that yes. just... Nope. Dana oh, Warrior. Dana, Dana Warrior. So... Her kids' names are Indiana Warrior and Madagascar Warrior. Yes. Kate the Great says Indiana is 21, so you're safe See? there, Tony. There you go. The other one can't be too far off. I'm just saying. All right. Can you, like, chill, oh. man? I'm yeah. not. You're making this worse than what it is. Knock it off. You got to think before you speak. Thinking, thinking. Yeah, I really do, man. I, the apology thing was super interesting, and he was, like, all fucking butthurt about it. He didn't want to do Luster, it. Buster, dude. He's Crazy. like, Vince, why do, why do I have to do this? And Vince is like, we're working on him. It's a fucking work. That sounded like Pat Patterson. Dude, that was fantastic. That could be the first time I've ever heard McMahon use insider speak. You know what I'm saying? 
Oh, Madagon is 18. Why does Kate know so much about the warrior people? Is she? Oh, how about the warrior historian? How do you get that? How do you become? There was a dude. It was like, this is Bill. He's the warrior historian. Did 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 he work with Warrior or for Warrior? Did he write a book with him? Like, they what constitutes say. a historian? We brought this up a couple weeks ago. They didn't say. And you know what? Look, I, I'm going to. Enough with the fucking. He comes from a broken home and he didn't know his father. Bullshit. What? Wait, 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 wait. Why is no, that bullshit? Ah, stop. You try and make him human. He was a warrior. He was a maniac. So, so he was really from parts unknown. Yes, don't ruin the guy. I don't care. Everyone that, that went to this high school that he went to was from parts unknown. Yeah, don't tell me he's from some fucking podunk town in Indiana. He's the warrior. <laughs> so wait a second. We're trashing the Savage documentary because it, could, it was a total hit piece, but oh, we can't murderize. We can't encourage a, a feel-good piece out of the warrior. No, I think they did a wonderful job with the warrior. But you're upset that. No, I'm not really upset, Kevin. I'm just trying to get. I'm just trying to gauge. Are you trying to Nick gauge all day, every day, motherfucker? Uh, MDK. He's gonna kill your boy. Uh, he's gonna fucking wear his face like a mask. He's stick his head through a fucking <laughs> detolf. Ah, man, talk about yo, fucking Broski, bro, Long Island. That yo, means nothing. Legit, to me. legit question. When, when, when he's Why are we going down this road? <laughs> he's throwing around the world the word detolf. Does Nick Gage have any fucking idea what he's talking about? No idea. I would bet the fucking house that <laughs> Nick Gage... No, nah, I think he does. Well, now that he they fucking spoofed a t-shirt off of MDK, he's he knows now. But prior to that, I don't think Nick Gage knew what a fucking detolf was at all. <laughs> Sorry, I don't think Nick Gage spends his fucking Saturdays at an Ikea, okay? Looking at detolfs. No, he spends it at a bank. Oh, oh boo. Oh, boo. Kevin will be at oh. the Boardwalk Buds in June telling fucking Nick Gage bank robber jokes. I'm sure he'll be at the show. No chances at that show. Kevin Garifo, he's headlining. Friday and Sunday, people. It doesn't plug it. Come on down, Nick Gage. Let's have a, let's have a few beer skis. <laughs> yeah. If you if you had the chance to have a drink with Nick Gage, I please drink a seltzer. I beg you, please drink a seltzer. No, it's, no, it's, it's suds, man. It's beers down the shore. Everything's all right. God damn. Uh, what else? Did I... <laughs> if I could take anything back, it probably would have been that last little joke. That was a good one. That was one of your best ones. Oh, thank you. You're I welcome. loved it. I loved um. It. And I was surprised that they talk so in depth about the steroids. Uh, I mean, how many years later? Yeah, but he's dead. What, I mean, what did they say? I didn't watch it. Well, they so talked about his bodybuilding yeah. career and how like steroids were part of the community and everybody yeah. had him in their refrigerator. But then they, you know, they show him when he came back in '92 when he saved Hogan from earthquake squishing him. Oof, homeboy was he was. Nah, definitely... he came back in '92 saving. From Sid and Papa Shango. Oh yes, I'm sorry. Homeboy was uh, he was down a couple lbs. He was not as. Yeah. I mean, if that's not common knowledge by now, then it is what it is. Yeah, it was good though. I liked it. I'm interested to see this dark side of the ring, like what they get into with the Warrior. 
that's weird. That's a weird timing that they're both within what no. seven days, two weeks of each other. Completely not. And I also heard that A and E WWE made a point to push their warrior ahead of the dark side release. So point that to put theirs out before the dark side one came out. So A and E is first and dark side will be airing after the already aired. Duh. So yeah, this would be this week, right? A and E was yesterday and the dark side is this Thursday. Interesting. hundred percent. And they talked to the ultimate warriors first wife. What was her name? Sherry. Yeah. Sherry Warrior. She might have been Sherry Helwig at that point. No, 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 no. No, this might be pre when he uh, turned into the Maniac Warrior. Yeah, because he didn't meet Dana until he opened his gym slash Warrior University, right? Yes, Warrior University. <sighs> I think I have yeah, we should have got Mega Powers on tonight. He oh, was close. Please, his fuck. Tonight. Yeah, he would have told great stories like when he worked out with him. Fucking, he sucks. You suck, Mega Powers. <laughs> no, he's not going to get phone calls. Why? He doesn't listen to the fucking show. Fair point. Fucking jack wagon. Him and uh, the lifeguard, Drew Stiffmore, or whatever what was his name. Ace, uh, Ace oh, Stiffmore. That's right. Dylan Stiffwood. Yes. Why do I remember that? I don't know. He fucking Is he still took around? His, he took his shirt off at a fucking bar and we were doing our live show. That's why. And he challenged Giancarlo of all people. And Giancarlo was in like the suit, right? Like he was in like that dumb and dumber, like uh, Andy Kaufman alter ego gimmick. Yeah, he had the fucking European championship belt with him or some nonsense. Mm-hmm. God, I love Giancarlo. It was so fantastic that night. Shout out to Giancarlo. Did a mo. My man pots and pants. That's right. I also started. I started watching that Rob Van Dam Iconics uh, thing. That's, that that's the next one on my on my list. But I was like making breakfast and doing a bunch of shit, so I only watched like half an hour of it. But it looked pretty good. Did Heard he, it was really good. Heard it was really good. Did he tell any of his jokes? I didn't get that far into it. I only got like half an hour in. There you go. You know what? You know what really surprised me though. I'm used to the biography and then the, the treasure hunting and the treasure hunting was Sergeant Slaughter again this week. Well, they, didn't, there was a did, replay. Didn't they move the treasure hunting to mon- to Monday? Did I make did that they? up? They, they could have possibly, that's probably why it wasn't on, you know, after, after warrior. I could totally be making that up. Yeah. They were like, we're going to give you zombies on Monday or Sunday. And then on Monday you could watch fucking Sergeant Slaughter look for shit that nobody cares about. What did, what did you did we talk about that last week? Like he's looking for the Iron Sheik's boots. No, we didn't talk about that last week. If we talk about that, we're finished. It's just weird. Like <laughs> they looking for such weird shit. Like somebody had what they thought was the Iron Sheik's boot from the boot camp match, but it turns out it wasn't. They paid like five grand for it, and it was the boot, one of the boots he wore at WrestleMania too. It wasn't even the pair. It was just one boot. Uh, Lisa said, Lisa said it'll be back next Sunday. Your treasure hunt. Okay. Who are they hunting this time? The other boot. They're looking for, (laughs) they want to see how much cocaine. It's a two-parter. They want to see how much cocaine the Iron Sheik could fit in those fucking curly sons of bitches. He had to load them up, bro. That's why he would stomp them all the time. Fucking cheater. Him and. Hey, who's joining us shortly? The the captain, the cowboy? The sheriff. The The sheriff, bro. Kiefer Kiefer Bartek from uh, New Texas Pro Wrestling down there in Houston. They have a a big show this uh, this weekend. Uh, Bo Bo May. 
Bombay. Yeah. That's got to be something cowboys yell, no? I don't know. What do cowboys yell? You be Kaya, motherfucker. What do they yell? Bombaye. Let me see. Bombaye. Is Moonshine on that show? Yes, Moonshine Mantel. I see a guy in his, in his flyer that looks like Moonshine. Moonshine's on there. He's wrestling JJ Blake. Big Moonshine guy in more ways than one. Ah. Ali Bomaye. Ali, of course, refers to legendary boxer Muhammad Ali, and Bomaye means oh. kill, kill him in Lingala. A Duh. Ali Bombaye. Ali Bomaye. What's that from? That's from something, right? From his fight. Yeah. All right. Holy shit. So kill him. Tying it all in. Don't kill him. There we oh, go. It's Texas, man. What do, what do you want? They Let's don't give a fuck in Texas. Kill them all. This, this is a very awkward show so far. Hey, the so. sheriff's calling in. Maybe he'll bring some law and order back to us in a few minutes. Uh, fucking boo. Go <laughs> fuck yourself. That's not very friendly. Neither are you. I'm what trying you to be better, a better person. I don't know. So if that was working. the warrior. That was the sheik, and that was and, the warrior, and that was uh, collision in Korea. And Sergeant Slaughter with his boots, with his curly yeah, boots. So they're gonna they're gonna find the uh, Iron Sheik's second boot. It's gonna be uh, this documentary is a shoe parter. Oh fucking oh, boo! Fuck it, yep. Oh fucking <laughs> boo is right. Kevin, bow my a. Kill you. How do you say kill yourself? <laughs> bow myself. He's fucking dancing. Uh, he loves. It. Hey Matt, since we got a few minutes, can we cover MLW real quick? Because it was a nine-minute episode last week, which aired on Thursday. Sounds like it was eight minutes too long. It was round one of the MLW Open Draft. What does this mean? We spent nine minutes finding oh, out. Big news uh, out of this baby. El Jefe. His name now is Cesar. Duane? I don't know. He's got a different name because supposedly, I guess, he died when he was Cueto, when he was on Lucha Underground. So there's rumors, according to Alicia Toot-Toot, that he may have faked his own death. Whatever. Uh, so they announced a couple people who are definitely returning for July 10th to Philadelphia, and that would be the Von Eriks, that would be Gino Medino, and uh, Mil Muertes, who's now known as King Muertes. He wants to be called the king of Lucha Azteca. But Kevin, the big news, the first new signee to MLW in the open draft, Davey Richards is coming to MLW. Yeah, that's the big news. <laughs> yeah, so Alicia Toot spent like five minutes with him and he was happy to be there and he can't wait to get back to competition. And I guess we'll find out who else gets drafted next week. I don't know. It was weird. I thought maybe we we're going to get a little more out of this, but I mean, Davey Richards is a big get. A That's a great guy. Oh, okay. So this was I ha I'm sorry, I couldn't get off the, the Bumaye thing. Uh <laughs> Muhammad Ali, it was when Muhammad Ali fought George Foreman in the Rumble in the Jungle, and his supporters were chanting to kill George Foreman in a sporting term. So kill George Foreman. All right. Wasn't sure what that context was for that, but had to I mean, I don't I think if you're chanting to kill somebody, I don't think it's just cut and dry, right? Yeah, I don't know. If, I don't know how sporting you can make that unless he's hunting them down with a like a. Bike. No, no, it's definitely sporting because it's like. I I didn't realize that it was about a fight. I felt actually kind of bad after I said it, but then like, uh, so I wasn't sure what, what context it was in, but it was in the in the rumble in the jungle, so that that makes sense. Anyway, Tony, Davy Richards, MLW, baby. 
That's pretty cool. He's been out what, like five years now? Something yeah. wrong, right? Yeah. Yeah, maybe he shows up at Baltimore for Ring of Honor's best in the world. I don't know. He signed what? a deal with MLW. Yeah, he signed the MLW, right? Do you think he just signed an exclusive deal with MLW? Look, I don't know, man. Court Bauer's been pretty tough with guys. Like he didn't want to let uh uh, Pillman Jr. out of his contract. I thought he had some problems with Davy Boy Smith. I mean, well, yeah, I don't know. Especially now with the relationship with Vice, don't you kind of want to have people on in your camp and not? I mean, I have no clue, but doesn't well, it doesn't say that he signed? Oh, he was just drafted. You're right, actually, Matt. He'll just be at the tapings. No, because Alicia said that, that this deal was made some time ago, a couple of months ago. So who knows? A two disregard newest signee. Look at me. There you go. You are the fool. But who knows? Maybe he can maybe he can work elsewhere. Maybe he got himself a deal where he can he can't just work fucking MLW. You never know. I'm sure he can, I'm sure he can work indies too. You know, if, if it was somebody that we needed to answer some questions, it'd be the guy that's in charge, the sheriff himself, Mr. Uh, Kiefer Bartek is joining us. Please use What's your... Going on, use your... What's going on, guys? How we doing? I want Tony to use his line from before when he said the, ger- the sheriff will be joining us. What was my line? I completely forgot it. Sh- maybe he will bring some law and order to the show. That's what I just said, didn't I? Yeah, I want you to use it again, you hack. First off, God damn it! all right, uh, you know what? Y'all chose the oldest damn promo picture y'all could possibly find on the internet. I don't even know what year that was from, 2016 or 2018 or something like that. No, I'm, I was giving you a hard time. No, no, no. <laughs> you back up there, <laughs> fucking Roscoe P. Jones. All right? I sent you a message, and I said, if you got a picture you want me to use, send it. <laughs> And and what does me and Q do? Neither of us send a fucking promo picture, right? Yeah, then you start talking about the fucking Dallas Mavericks, and I'm like, great, this is like fucking Casey Catal all over again. I'm having another conversation about basketball I don't care about. Yeah, speaking of which, y'all gave her a hard time last week. That girl's working hard, all right? She's working double time within death matches, all right? Y'all, y'all need to give her a little bit more credit, all right? She gets the shine from the Shining Wizard Wrestling Podcast. <laughs> she needs to be giving us. There should have been a bouquet of roses on my doorstep this morning. <laughs> I don't know what I'm going to do with roses, but Kiefer Bartek, he is the uh, promoter of uh, Houston. No, he's not Houston. New Texas Pro Champ. New Texas, Pro, New Texas yeah. Pro Wrestling out there in Houston, Texas. Now, May 29th, what is it called? Bombay? Bumaye. Bumaye. I heard y'all struggling with it a little bit earlier. Uh, <laughs> I'm a big Muhammad Ali fan. Uh, I thought that whole uh foreman ollie was really you know it's, it's so talked about today um but also as far as in the wrestling world nakamura used to, that was the name of his uh finish in japan was uh bumaye so it's got a little bit of wrestling obviously boxing as well um you know i've loved combat sports my uh, my whole life so uh i you know i just try to always come up with like cool unique names for shows because i don't want to you know seasons beating 12 is kind of played out at this point oh i can't uh, wait for so. that <laughs> So yeah, man, I decided to do some cool stuff and try to bring like different names and things like that. Who's whose finish did you say it was in Japan? Nakamura. Okay. All right, that's what I thought you said. And then they he changed it to Kinshasa now. Yeah, Kinshasa. Yeah, yeah. Which, I don't... which means everyone should have a good time in Japanese. <laughs> Does it really? No. No. 
You're looking at me. I mean, I mean, I may be an expert in New Japan, but not the Japanese language, for God's sakes. So the sheriff, the sheriff. How do you go yeah. from professional wrestler trained by Booker T? What what makes you decide you've had your run in the ring and you feel like you want to do a more on hands behind the scene promoter role? Um, you know, it was honestly I was just trying to. Uh, me and a couple other guys wanted to run some shows in West Texas because that's originally where we started um, in our hometown uh, because there's just not really a good uh, independent wrestling scene there. All the talented wrestlers kind of moved to the bigger cities, your Dallas, Austin, Houston, uh, uh, San Antonio, things like that. So we, you know, after we'd been in the, years, uh, the business for four or five years, we just decided that we were going to run a show in our hometown and, and it went so well. Uh, from the fans, and it was well received from the uh, the boys that we just decided to uh, to keep it running. Uh, and then when uh, when COVID happened, uh, when the pandemic happened, there was a place in Houston that already had everything set up, and we could run shows and film it. And uh, we kept it at a you know very low capacity at first. We kind of slowly, uh, gradually built it to more people. And uh, you know Houston's taken well to us too, so we've kind of just moved into that market now. Um, but you know. Learning from a book, uh, Bruce Pritchard actually was there at Reality Wrestling for a long time. Um, and just getting to sit and learn under those guys and just kind of soak it all in and uh, try to utilize that the best I can when, uh, you know, when I run my promotion and, and what I try to do. What was the biggest hurdle from being wrestler to promoter? Was it something that came easily to you or, or did you have to make a lot of like tough decisions or, or things of that nature? Um, man, the thing about being a good promoter is you gotta be, uh, you can't be selfish. Um, and so, you know, I, a lot of my bookings did take backseat, a backseat to me actually promoting shows. Um, I've actually not, I haven't wrestled on my show in months, um, because it's, it's a lot to wrestle, promote, book, you know, everything that goes in between, uh, running shows. Um, so, you know, just maybe taking a backseat in my wrestling career, um, well, maybe a little bit at first was kind of a, you know, just different because when you're wrestling, you're just on the, on the road every weekend. You're just, you know, and then, so instead of promoting myself, I start promoting other guys, start promoting the show, uh, started building ties in the community, things like that. And uh, that was probably the difference. It, it really wasn't that, that big of a jump for me. I think I just kind of, I just, I had a lot of people to ask questions and learn from and, and it, it, it went pretty well from the start. Do you get looked at in a different way now that, <laughs> you're like the boss as opposed to to what you were before absolutely man it's it's uh uh you know i've just i've always just been the type of guy like i'll shake you know the the new kid's hand i'll shake the cameraman's hand you know i'll shake the veteran's hand i'll you know i just treat everyone with the same amount of respect uh it's not always like that in the business sometimes some guys just kind of uh brush you off if they don't know you or they don't you know don't care to know you um but now i'm everyone's best friend so <laughs> it's a little bit different now but i mean you know it's it's uh it's cool though i, I i've enjoyed it and um you know I, i've worked hard and, and 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 a lot of the guys on the show have worked hard to make it what it is and to make it you know a lot of you know you guys know what it is now so it's, it's been a lot of hard work from a lot of guys uh we're on the line with Kiefer bartek at Kiefer bartek pro on twitter uh he's the owner of new texas pro wrestling at new texas pw on twitter uh he's got a youtube channel uh, youtube.com slash uh, new texas pro wrestling it actually has a great match with diana perazu and roxy uh, and if you've been following ring of honor 
uh, you know, Roxy is going to be in uh, um, the women's uh, tournament. And she's also yes. wrestling um, May 29th here at the uh, New Texas Pro Wrestling Show against Raquel Rose. And if Rose is DQ'd or counted out, she automatically loses her belt. Um, a lot of homegrown talent, it looks like. A lot of Texas stars here on the show. But you're bringing yeah. in uh, some pretty big names. Chris Bay, Gino Medino, yep. uh, Moonshine Mantel, who's been a guest on our show. Uh, obviously, Mysterious Q, your champion, yeah. will be joining us later tonight. Um, when you look down this roster, who is somebody uh, that you're super excited for um, that you've got to watch mature and grow through the, the short uh, history of your company? Sorry about that, guys. I'm on my phone. Uh, I would say, man, honestly, like, you know, I I I met Roxy when she was 16 in, in Laredo. And, uh, you know, I try to help her out the best I can. I got her over to books and started, she started training over there as well. Um, you know, I've seen her grow in the few years that we've been open now. She's, you know, she got the first uh, entrance into the Ring of Honor Women's Tournament uh, at the age of 19. I think that's uh, pretty incredible. She's worked very hard. I think in the last few months, though, man, the uh, Brian Keith, the bounty hunter, Brian Keith is like, man, he's caught Twitter on fire. Uh, you know, and I've known Brian for seven or eight years now, uh, but like everything is clicking for him right this year. You know, he did for the culture uh, for GCW. He worked Darius Lockhart there. Um, he was he's signed by Swisher House, which is a label in uh, or sponsored by Swisher House, which is a label in Houston which is very uh, popular as a legendary label. And um, man, he's just, he's just come into his own. And now you have everyone around the country wanting to work him. Uh, I, I'll probably, I mean, I'll give it away on this. I heard y'all talk about him a little bit, um, but uh, Davey Richards reached out to us and wanted to work with him. So we're, we're going to set that up as well. Um, you know, it, it, it's just, uh, it's really cool to see guys grow uh, and try to give them a platform to be, you know, be successful. And um, he's somebody that, that definitely deserves it. He's a hardworking guy, a family man, and he, um, you know, he loves his craft. And, and it, you can tell when he, when he wrestles. So I'm really excited about Brian Keith. I, I, I think he's got, a, you know, a lot, of, uh, a lot coming up this year for him. And he's got a street fight uh, against Jonathan Vega uh, at yes. the May 29th show, which is on IWTV. Uh, so if you can't be in Houston, Texas, to check out this uh, awesome event, for uh, New Texas Pro Wrestling. You can just go over to IWTV, sign up, check it out. Uh, it's a loaded card. Um, how hard is it for you to watch these guys wrestle? Do you get the itch? Or are you like, man, I would love – you watch like Chris Bay and Gino Medino or you watch uh, the Brian Keith and you're like, god damn, I'd love to just go out there and get back in the ring. Uh, man, I, I've really enjoyed – this year to kind of really sitting back and just kind of putting the show together and, and watching it unfold more so. Um, and, and years past, I kind of did have that itch. Um, but, you know, now I'm just, I, I like to see their uh, success. And I, I'm, I'm like really cool. Like I, I really enjoyed that maybe even more so than my own success and whatever capacity that is. And, um, you know, I mean, the last question, I mean, you know, I could, I could go on and on about a lot of people on the show, you know, Moonshine, somebody, I know you said he was a guest of y'all's, but, He's somebody I think it should probably already be signed at this point. <laughs> I don't know how he's not. Um, but, you know, it's just uh, I want to try to do everything I can for those guys to, like, you know, get, get them noticed or meet the right people or whatever the case may be. 
And, uh, you know, I, I'm 100% okay taking the back seat and letting these guys do their thing because, you know, everyone on our show is like stupid talented. So, um, you know, I, I just, it's just a natural progression if you're just a good promoter, you know. Yeah, absolutely. And it looks like you never stop because I know May 29th we have, uh, what's it, Boombaye? Yes, Boombaye. And then we have True Colors 2 in my hometown of Abilene on June the 20th. And then we're back in Houston on June the 26th. Uh, for Bosch, which is named after the legendary promoter Paul Bosch in Houston, and uh, we got a, that show is going to be stupid too. I mean, all the shows are just stacked with, with guys that I'm sure you guys know and Texas guys, and it's going to be just awesome. I, I mean, it's going to be great. Well, we have uh, we have your New Texas Pro Wrestling World Champion uh, in the queue. So uh, yeah. if if you don't, we'll bring both of you guys in. If you want to bring, yeah, bring Mr. Mysterious Q. Uh, so we could have both of you guys talk about what's the show? Bomb. I'm going to butcher the name. Bombay. Bombay. Boom. I, boom. I, boom. I, I'm going to write, I'm going to phonetically spell that out. <laughs> boom. I, I, because the English language, uh, it escapes me quite a bit. Uh, if you've ever listened to this podcast, what is your, uh, main goal with new Texas pro wrestling? Are you looking to run? I mean, obviously, you just mentioned three shows in the span of a yeah. month. How often yeah. are you looking to run, and, and, and um, what's your goal? At the end of the day, it's a business, right? And I'm not going to – I want it to be a, a, a profitable biz, a business. And, and sometimes the wrestling business is not uh, very profitable. Um, but, you know, we're kind of – we're figuring it out. And, um, you know, we got a – you know, we, we've got a good uh, – structure of how we take care of everybody and, and everything like that and um you know i don't i mean i've been asked this question since the beginning and it's kind of always hard to say like what's like what's your goal like um you know i just want to i want to put you know i want to i want to try to be the best promotion in texas i want to try to be you know top 10 in the country something along those lines to where you know people kind of you know like your aaws or gcws or whatever where people are like oh yeah texas that's you know have you been down to new texas they're awesome you know we you know we check them out every so often as well kind of thing and i mean if we could get to something like that i think that would be a success for for what i wanted and uh i think it's very possible i think we're, we're kind of moving in that direction and uh this year we've kind of branched out more nationally because we brought in guys like chris bay and mike bennett jake something um you know, a bunch of AJ Gray, Heather Monroe, uh, you know, a bunch of bunch of indie guys from all parts of the country. And, uh, you know, like I said, that that's kind of the goal is to kind of be a little bit well known, more well known nationally. And, um, you know, with IWTV, they've been great. Uh, they've pushed our stuff. They've made us look like a million bucks as well. So, um, you know, it's just a great partnership from the beginning. And, um, you know, that if we could just keep growing and just, you know, continue to grow, that would be great for us. Now, you mentioned learning from guys like Booker T and obviously and even Bruce Pritchard and stuff like that. But in terms of actual, I know Booker T is a promoter, but in terms of other independent wrestling promoters, have you seeked advice from anyone else over the last, uh, you know, however long it's been to to try to gauge and how how things are done well and done properly? Yeah, uh, Justin, uh, or we call him Biss here in, in Texas. He runs Inspire Pro. He's one of the guys that runs Inspire Pro Wrestling in Austin. He's a guy that I go to a lot when I have questions. Um, you know, Dylan Dunbar runs Heavy Metal Wrestling. I've asked him a lot of questions as well. Uh, and that's in San Antonio. Uh, you know, a guy, Lou Gotti, he runs a show VIP in Dallas. 
and he's been running that show forever. He used to be from Cleveland as I mean, he was in Cleveland for a long time as well. So, you know, he's had a lot of experience uh, on the indie scene. And so, you know, I, I ask, uh, you know, anybody that I feel like can, can give, you know, give me something good feedback um, that, you know, uh, and there's a lot of, a lot of successful promotions here in Texas that have been around a while that I could, that I've, you know, been lucky enough to learn from and, and wrestle there. And then later on, you know, uh, learn from them and, and ask some questions. You got to run uh, WrestleMania weekend um, this past April. Well, how yeah. much did that mean to you to be part of, of arguably the, the biggest weekend in professional wrestling? Man, it was, it was so cool. And, um, you know, impact Scotty and then uh, Scott Demore and uh, Deanna put it, uh, putting the Impact Knockouts Championship on the line at our show, which was like I I didn't even know it at the time, but it's the first time that it's been put online on an indie show in like eight years uh, in the United States. So it was like I, that's pretty cool, you know. But Deanna wanted to work Roxy. She the thing about it is we have a lot of guys on our show that people want to work that you know are kind of coming up, and and Roxy's one of those uh, people. And um, yeah, I mean, it, it was a great show. I, I just, you know, I, from top to bottom, everything just clicked and uh, it was well received from everyone out there. You know, going to Florida and running a show, um, a Texas show, uh, nonetheless, uh, it was a little tough, but, uh, you know, like I said, people were chanting New Texas at the end of the show. I think that's a, a testament to how well the show went. So I, I would say so. I feel like you are, uh, work you know you are there's so many professional wrestling promotions out there independent wrestling promotions out there and, and you mentioned the aaws and the gcws uh and we're kind of in the same boat in terms of professional wrestling podcasts there's so many wrestling podcasts out there yeah. um and if you're not named chris jericho uh, or beyond wrestling you know how do you get your when i actually when i got on the when i started getting into the wrestling twitter world you guys popped up and you guys have popped up on my twitter line for years <laughs> so like i have seen your guys stuff for years and i and i think like you know i think that's a, i think that's a testament of what y'all are doing every week it's i know it's not easy <laughs> uh for y'all to get together and do it but uh i think that's pretty cool and this was like the first podcast i was like really excited about getting on to um hopefully nobody else no other podcasts will hear that but because i've seen you guys on my twitter feed when i when i got to wrestling twitter for years and i think that's just cool that uh you guys are just continues to grow and continue to work uh, is it are you now are you disappointed now no no <laughs> I, i'm super happy i actually it was funny because i thought last week i listened to it on the laptop so i thought we were doing uh just a radio call and then i was like saw the zoom uh thing and i was like oh snap i just need to put some clothes on or something <laughs> look man if you want to go tombstone jesus style you could take your shirt off too there you go. <laughs> I mean, I did. We did it. I ain't taking my shirt off again, though. What? You guys had him on the show? Tombstone Jesus? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, hell yeah. That's badass, man. <laughs> He's the best. We were supposed to have his son. My of friend, uh, one of our good good buddies, Alex Reigns, I think he wrestled with Austin Reddick now in, in Colorado. He's like, you got to see this guy, man. He's, he's awesome. And I was like, man, I'll, I'll check him out. He cut a promo and went to the ring. And I was like, dude, I'm sold on this guy. He's, he's awesome, man. <laughs> tombstone he yeah. is not that is not a gimmick that man is legit a badass we were supposed to have his son of a bitch son on the show but that fell apart <laughs> fuck that kid yeah <laughs> that's awesome tombstone jesus is the man um yeah what are you gonna say kev i'm sorry 
No, I was going to say, we've had Tombstone Jesus on once, and, like, I think he's been on, like, every week ever since. Just yeah, about, really? <laughs> it feels like. So as the world starts to open, I mean, you're you're down in Texas. They don't give a fuck yeah. in Texas about anything. But as the world starts to open, which is fine, whatever. As the world starts to yeah. open up, what are you hoping for with these next couple shows that you're putting together? Uh, I know this show, it's you're still practicing social distancing. There's limited tickets available. Yeah. Masks are required. But as we go forward into Bosch and uh, True Colors, what are your expectations in terms of getting more people in house? Man, it, it it was a slippery slope from the beginning. Um, you know, the fans are so important to the show, and I think we we all realized that when when we started watching Raws with with no fans, and it was just weird. Um, so, you know, even when we started running stuff in January, and um, you know, it was just one of those things where I just I wanted to try to make everyone feel as comfortable as possible going to the shows. Um, you know, I think the first show we might maybe maybe had only 40 tickets available or something like that, and we had everyone spread out in the warehouse. Um, you know, the next show maybe 50 or something like that. Um, you know, now more people are vaccinated. Uh, I'm vaccinated now, um, but I still want to just make sure everyone feels comfortable. I think that's what's most important. Um, because there's been shows out here in Texas that have just ran on like people's standing room only on top of each other even before the vaccination was released. So that wasn't something that I wanted to do. I didn't want to turn people off from, you know, from something like that. And, uh, you know, I just, I'm just going to slowly start, you know, letting more people into the shows and, and <clears throat> selling more tickets. I think, I think in Dallas and WrestleMania, I think that's when things are going to feel probably as normal as they, they've ever felt and, and probably have hundreds of people uh, in the audience. And uh, that's going to be a crazy, crazy week uh, weekend in its own right. And I, I'm looking forward to that as well. And we are joined by the New Texas Pro Wrestling Champion, Mysterious Q. Is over he has his mask, seat. or does he not have his mask? I don't know. I see the ceiling. <laughs> I want to see the belt. I want to see the gold. All right, so these guys are belt marks. Um, yeah. How – what was the process like for you to, to design a title and get one made? And, and is there like a specific championship belt that you base that off of? Man, I, I think all of us as wrestling fans love wrestling belts. We're all kind of wrestling marks, uh, excuse me, belt marks a little bit. Um, so I, I wanted our top title to feel like prestigious. I wanted it to be like, a, you know, look and feel like a top title. And so I, I started looking at like every single promotions title and, when I talked to the, to the belt maker, uh, you know, I said I wanted kind of something something similar to the NXT UK uh, championship that Walter Walter has. Um, maybe Tyler Bay had this time. I don't remember exactly, but uh, you know, it. it uh, I think the belt maker maybe made, made it a little too close to, on the nose to the NXT UK title, but I love that title as well. So it's uh, it's like kind of a Texas remix of that of that title. Uh, it's it's heavy as hell. It's like a 15 pound belt, and uh, it's huge too. <laughs> I think Q might be he's Q's so big that he uh, you know he's just a, a big human. He might be the only person to actually be able to wear it on his waist. Like that's how big the strap is around, <laughs> you know, because it's like two belts on the side. One's the uh, one is the belt. Uh, excuse me. One's our logo, and then one's uh, where we have the champions etched in the names on the plates by that. So or we're going to get the names etched in that, but it was, it's just a huge belt and it's, it looks great. I think, like I said, it's probably a little too close on the nose to the UK title, but other than that, 
Um, I think it looks great. Uh, everyone loves it. And uh, it's like, a, you know, it's just the prestige of the title. I think everyone, I, you know, it just drives me crazy when I see a promotion that has one of those belts you can buy off of Amazon or something as their title. And you're like, you know, I can go get that. I could go win that at fantasy football league. I don't, that doesn't do anything for me, if that makes sense. So right, you don't you don't like the big gold belt with like just a logo in the middle of it. You know, I, you know, I'm not I'm not knocking them because I do like some of the stuff they do. But AEW with that TNT title right off the bat, I was like, man, that's not a good looking belt. <laughs> you guys have all the money in the world, all the resources in the world, and that's what you guys initially came up with. And yeah, I mean, that, I think that was something that we we always try to do with all our belts and make them look new, look new, unique. And, you know, the fans want to take pictures with them and the, and the boys, they like want to earn them and, and win the titles. I think that's what's important. Sounds good. Uh, we are on the line with Kiefer Bartek. He is the owner. He is the sheriff. He runs the show down at uh, New Texas Pro Wrestling, at New Texas PW on Twitter, at Kiefer Bartek Pro on the Twitter machine. Please make sure you're following him. May 29th, uh, Boom A. Did I say that right? Yes, Boom A. Boom A. Uh, it's taking Got place it. at the Houston Premier Arena, uh, 7122 Avenue B in Houston, Texas. Uh, we are right now joined by Kiefer and, of course, the champion, Mr. Q. How are you, sir? I don't know if uh, Q's microphone is on yet. I'm not 100% oh, sure. No. Mr. Q. Can Mr. You hear Q, can you hear us? Come on, Q. Let's check. Can I put him to chat? Q, can you hear us? <laughs> Well, we had who we do we had this last week? No, he can't hear us. Oh, dang! With the Zoom. Oh, oh no! Is he on a is he on a computer or is he on his phone? Yeah, he's uh he's he's I'm not sure, but I mean he was cammed up. We could see him on cam. We just mm. you know. Oh, I've he's got... connected. There we go. He's on. All right, cool. He's connected, Mister Q. How are you? He's he's still muted though. Yeah, you just got to unmute the microphone, Q. Q, unmute unmute your stuff. All right, unmuted. He should be able to hear us. There you go. All right. I don't want to like just pop in because it wasn't my time yet. <laughs> you know what? Shine, bro. We make time for the champion and the pencil. The pencil he knows. He knows right. when it's time for the champion. <laughs> now, Q, I, I just got to ask you right off the bat. This guy's throwing a lot at you on the 29th. You don't get a one-on-one match. You're in there with one man, one called Manders, T-Ray, and SOS. And the, if you look at your last title defenses, Mike Bennett, Gino Medino, a three-way with Calvin Tankman and Gino Medino. I know being the champion is a large task, but you think this guy would at least give you – I mean, you're running the gauntlet here, man. Yeah. Yeah, man. Um, I don't know. I think, like, he kind of has, like, a, like a inside beef with me. Oh, and he wants on. me to just, like <laughs> – to, like, really, like, just prove, just prove like, my worth, kind of, like – they they want from a LeBron or something, so uh, <laughs> I'm okay with it. Especially with this four way, like when you look at it, it's not that bad. Because if I'm not mistaken, that's elimination. So, I mean, I could sort of sit back and um, sort of like wait, like pick my spots. Yeah. So like I could, I mean, I could do my damage, but still not not try to be worried about one one fall and I'll lose it. So, I'm um, I'm about like maybe sixty percent sure I could still walk out. I would hope so. If not, like the the big dark horse in that that I'm worried about is uh, is T Ray. Well, you know what they say: sixty percent of the time it works every time. Sixty, so. yep. 
<laughs> I, I thought it was 69 percent, but okay <laughs> we'll, let, we'll let that one go um but, but uh it's actually i never even really thought about that because in in, in a an elimination four-way if you get pinned you get pinned and if you got pinned in a regular you know fall you would have lost the you know you would have lost anyway yeah. so this is kind of that's a very good point that i never really thought of in terms of like i guess the four-way dances as opposed to the uh you know uh you know triple threat four-way matches in terms of one fall to a finish yeah yeah you got to have all those uh analytics and statistics down and stuff before you uh go in there that's how you <laughs> stay the champ that long that's right i think the, I, think the, I think the cool way about that elimination match because we've never he's never had eliminate a four-way elimination match for the title but like all three of those guys he's facing are all big like big dudes hosses but they can go they've got Speed, they got size, they got power, they got athleticism, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, you know, cute guys, some guys, it's got work cut out for them, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's definitely a hybrid hoss match. Um, T Ray, like half the stuff he do, man, for his size, like he shouldn't be able to. Right. He's strong as hell. And then you got a SOS Shogun, which I've seen him go before, and he's just like the most agile big man like I've ever seen. And, um, Manders, I've been in the rank with Manders before, and he's just, oh, he's just a brawler. Like, you hit rock one time and you dizzy, man. <laughs> so it's safe been to there. say you got your work cut out for you on the 29th this coming. Uh, Definitely, uh, yeah. Saturday? Saturday? I don't even know what fucking day it is. I'm sorry. I've been there before, man. Saturday. <laughs> it's my life is a complete disarray all the time. I'm a disaster. You know something about champions. You're the 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 New Texas Pro Wrestling champion. You're also a reality of wrestling two time TV champion, two time Texas champion, two time heavyweight champion. You're like draped in gold. I can see why Kiefer uh, has anointed you his cha- the champion of his promotion. What does it mean to you? Uh, to be given the ball and being, to, you know, he's telling you, run with it. Run as far, run as fast uh, as you can and be as successful. Because you have been. You have a, a wonderful track record here in New Texas Pro Wrestling. Um, I don't know. It's weird. Like, I think, like, he knew, like, off the bat, like, I was trying to just like put like new Texas, like on my back or kind of like carry it like from the jump, like even before um, I won the title. And um, it's funny because at first, when he was first talking about uh, new Texas, the inception, um, I didn't believe him. Like I thought he was just joking with me. So I was just like, yeah. And then uh, he did the show and I was like, Oh, like you were serious. And um, it was at a time when I just kind of wasn't really, feeling like wrestling was was going to work out for me but like I had just like a I don't know it's weird like I'm always like like down on myself and he'll just be like nah man like you got this like you could do this like you could do it so I think like him like uh just giving like the okay for the title was just uh him saying like I know what you can do you don't know it yet but like he pretty much probably saw like all this ahead of time from day one when he uh, put the title on, this might be the same question, kind of that Matt just asked. But I'm gonna I'm gonna go to Kiefer first, and then Q you after. Mm-hmm. Um, Kiefer, what was it about Q that made you think that this guy can be the face of this of this company? Uh, clearly, I mean, clearly he's got all the talent in the world. But what was it to you specifically that made 
you feel like this guy could run the show. And then Q, again, I guess, kind of just to repeat, I guess, what that meant to you once that decision was made. I think, I think what's important, um, and, you know, myself and, and another guy who helped uh, found New Texas Pro Trail Tempo, um, you know, we wanted a guy that when he stepped into the room, he looks like a champion and Q uh, looks like a million bucks. He's, um, but the thing about Q that separates him from a lot of body guys is that he can go. I've seen him go with, you know, John Morrison, Hardcore Holly, uh, you know, all these guys that they would bring in at books. Um, and at the time when we started New Texas Pro, Q was kind of at a, a crossroads in almost his career where uh, he just, you know, at books was kind of just running his course, if that makes sense. And I thought he had, I still thought he had a lot more to go. And, um, you know, I, like I said, I, I had all the faith in him in the world because he's, you know, he's great in the ring. Uh, he works hard as hell and like you know it just I just knew that he if I was just to give him a little bit more freedom and just let him do his thing and you know work with some guys that are, are a little bit better than him and and you know can can go with them I think that or a little bit better than him or at the same level as him I think that he'd have some great matches and that's really what it what it's come down to and um yeah I mean it's it's just been a I mean it's just it's just what we wanted from from the jump and uh I just kind of knew that Q was the type of guy that we could throw a, a, a company behind and everyone be like, yeah, this guy, yeah, this guy looks like a champion. He, he wrestles like a champion. He wrestles like a main event guy. And um, yeah, man, like I said, it, it just, I've known Q for like seven or eight years now. And uh, I mean, he's always been the dude. So it's just been cool to see him get some notoriety this last year, going getting in PWI for the first time in his 10 or 11 or 12 year career or whatever it was. So um, yeah, man, it's just been cool. And, uh, and he's worked hard for it. So uh, and I, you know, I don't know what, I don't even know if I've ever even said anything like that to Q. So I don't know what yeah, you have to say. I was almost moving, man. Like, oh, bro, <laughs> I, I, I was supposed to follow that. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Like, I mean, at the time, that yeah, like, uh, I guess what it meant. Um, at the time, like, I got the title. Uh, wrestling really started to pick up like I was in like the I was in like this mindset of I was pretty good and I was getting it and I knew I was pretty good so I just wanted to wrestle anywhere um and at the time like I had this this little saying I think it was like 20 was it 2019 and I was like it's the respect the cookie tour or whatever <laughs> so uh once like I won the, the title I was like okay like this is the this is the cookie right here this is the championship so I knew like at the time like all right, like I could go and carry um, New Texas on my back and try to bring eyes once I got the title. And plus in Abilene, like, I don't think I've ever been over as over anywhere as <laughs> I, I am in Abilene, Texas. So We're on the line with uh, Kiefer. We're on the line with the Mysterious Q. Uh, at duh underscore Mysterious underscore Q on Twitter. Mysterious under Q score. No. Mysterious underscore Q on Instagram at New Texas Pro Wrestling at New Texas PW on Twitter at Kiefer Bartek Pro on Twitter. Make sure you're following all these guys. Q, you have a we have a weird history back in 2015 reality of wrestling. You did a little little war with our friend Falaba over that ROW World Heavyweight Championship. Yeah. That was man, oh my you know God, what? I forgot about that. Well, 
it was um that was interesting because at first I had never met Fala except from like the uh the little angle that we ran when they invaded Roe. And then the day before I wrestled him, I find out that not only is he beating me for the title, but he's taking my mask. And I was like, wait, hold up. <laughs> Nobody. <laughs> and I was just like, in my head, I was like, wait, because the person I heard it from, I was like, why am I hearing it from you first and not like nobody consulted me about it? And why are we talking about this like at a bar? Am I, and I was who, like, who told you that? I, that? You know, that was my, uh, I had pitched that to Kevin about Fala taking masks from the luchadors. Remember, because he did that for like two or three months. Yeah. So I was like, Let him be like a trophy hunter and like collect the mask until he faces Q. I didn't know he was going to go over but, or anything like that, but I thought it was a good story. But uh, yeah, yeah. He, uh... I did not like that. And I was like, man, but <laughs> soon as he beat me, like it was complete like silence. And I was like, oh, they're shocked. And I was like, all right, cool. And then I got to know him like on a personal level. And I was like, oh man, he cool as hell. But um, we did that one cage match. And man, this part's like cut out of the whole, uh, the show. But there's a part like we are both like super scared. Like we're going on main event. And we're both like tensed up and he's walking up the steps and like in the steps, the ring steps, there's that indent so it could connect to the post. So they put that flush up against the flat part of the, of the ring. So it can make way for uh, entrance to like walk up the steps and go into the cage. Easy. So fall is just like doing his thing. Ah, and looking at me. And he steps into that little divot part. <laughs> <laughs> he falls. He falls through, and I'm like, "Oh God!" And I'm trying not to laugh because I'm trying to be serious. But in my head, I'm thinking, "Oh no, this match is over before it started." <laughs> I was like, "He's hurt. There's no way." And he gets out and he turns and he looks at me, and like I could see it through his face, like he's laughing. And then I start to laugh, so I turn away, and the crowd's like laughing with me. And like from that moment on, I was like, all right, cool. Like all the all the tensions are like eased. Like we would have had like a badass match. Uh, you talk about all your accolades, all your championships, but uh, let's be honest: the pinnacle of your wrestling career is the Faye Jackson Grace Sweatpants Battle Royal, right? <laughs> uh, actually, yeah. Like we may joke about this, but yeah, like uh, seriously, like that was the yeah. It, it was, it got like a whole lot of buzz, um, pervertedly, like all the money being thrown in the ring, us doing like, doing that, probably the biggest payday of my wrestling career too. <laughs> uh, there's some pervs out there. Um, oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, wrestling? Nah. And, and in attendance, man, like we, they think it's all like the guys. It's not all the guys who's pervs, man. Um, but yeah, like I, that was pretty fun, man. I met a whole lot of uh, a whole lot of uh, good wrestlers from that, like Daniel Garcia and like uh, Pretty Boy Smooth, and I even got to like tangle it up with uh, with Lee Moriarty in there. So the uh, I call it the Dick Print uh, Battle Roll, but that was <laughs> like the best, uh, probably like the biggest exposure that I've got for a while. Which is, and that's a shame because you're super talented. Uh... Uh, worker you have a lot of great matches i mean you're in there with jordan oliver myron reed we mentioned gino uh you got the big four-way this weekend 
Uh, AJ Gray, you wrestled him in a New Texas Pro event. Uh, yeah. Who's been, and let's? I know it's a, a pretty vague question, but in the last, let's say, year or two, who's been your favorite person to tangle with? Ooh, um, man, it's gonna be hard, man. Because if I could remember it, because I got locked out pretty early in this match, but the freeway with Calvin Tankman. Because watching it back, how he was just like, just throwing throwing me and Gino around. I was just like, dude, like I don't remember this, but like, he was just like a monster, like Thanos or Jiren, just killing <laughs> us. Um, but man, I don't know. It'll have to be like a toss up, man, between uh, Mike Bennett and Gino, Gino, Gino Medino. Yeah, Gino Medina. This is a toss-up because, man, like, both of those dudes, like, man, if it makes sense, like, they're so different, but they're on the same level. So it's a toss-up between those two. I see you there. You're rocking a little uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling T-shirt. So I got to ask, who's your guy? Will Ospreay. As long as you didn't say Tanahashi, we were good. I mean, he said he's still, he's still good. I mean, he, he, that's probably going to be me in like 10 years, like still going. <laughs> but as, uh, as long as you don't have a stupid haircut like him, you're good. Come on, really? Well, doing this now? Well, His hair. Well, depending on who you ask, depending on who you ask. What's he at the time? He, Tanahashi has terrible hair. I mean, I bet he pulls, he still pulls with that, with that hair, man. Oh, he yeah. probably still pulling. Of course he does. That's not, but that wasn't the question, though. It's just how stupid <laughs> hair. Uh, okay, maybe. He gets. I don't of, know, man. If he gets in front of a lady and he plays that air guitar without any pants on, of course he's pulling. Yeah, he's definitely pulling. I mean, <laughs> with pants, I mean. Yeah, I don't know, his body's just shaped weird, but. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hair-wise, I think, I think he's straight with his hair, man. No, nah, his hair's shit. Stop. Damn, it looks awful. Try, it's terrible. I try. I try. <laughs> I try to be in good faith, just in case, like this ever pops up in the future. <laughs> All right. I, I mean, I understand. I'm sorry. I don't mean to put you in an awkward because I just yeah. don't like the man's hair. He can wrestle. I just don't like his hair. His hair is all. It looks permed. It looks fake as shit. Yeah. I mean, hey, there's there's like? there's other people with some trash hair. Oh yeah. There's I mean. a Brian Pillman Jr. has atrocious hair. <laughs> His mullet was good And then that first AEW pay-per-view Where he dyed it white so he looked like a skunk uh, I thought that was terrible I don't think I remember that The cute, whose hair do you hate? <laughs> oh, you say my hair? Me? No, whose no, hair who, who, who do you hate? Yeah. No, not who do you hate Whose hair do you hate? <laughs> yeah, whose hair do you who's hate? Hairy? Wait, how much time we got? We narrowed down to like two people. <laughs> uh, I hate Velveteen Dreams hair. I hate that perm. That, you know, only what? like mid, only like mid match. Like you'll start off okay, and then it's just I don't know. Yeah, it's just it trash. Flat, and mushy. I get it. I hear Falls you. Apart. We get it. Get it. Yeah. I feel like uh, I feel like Dolph Ziggler has great hair until he starts wrestling. And then it's like like that Mr. Perfect Kurt Henning, like super floofy, weird, like way too curly hair. 
that it need, needed to be. The ramen here. Yeah, the ramen. Yeah. Know, man. Oh my god, that's perfect. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. Like back back in the day when we would watch wrestling, like that used to be like the indicator of like how badass the match was, or like how much of a like a fight it was. Like when they hear it was like super like I lit agree. And, and down. I agree. As a kid, I agree with that. But for me, it happened like in the first like ten seconds of a match <laughs> with with Mister Perfect or with uh, with Ziggler. It's it, it feel like it felt like it was like literally, you know, you know, uh, Snapmare, you know, headlock, and, and, it, and it was, the hair was out. And that's no indication of what you said before about how badass the match was. It yeah, just, it was just weird oh, for those guys. I get what you mean sometimes because some guys just. It's like wet to start, and then it's just poofy like a fucking. Yeah. I mean, like my bad, like a fro. No, you can. Like, you can curse. We're good. That's right. how my hair okay. is too. Bret Hart was the same way. Bret Hart would come out all greasy, and then about 10, 15 minutes in, he just had the poof. Yeah, but yeah, perfect, the poof. Perfect and Ziggler were like legit. Like they're like that's why I think we're most of the equivalency. Like where everyone compares Ziggler to, to Mister Perfect is I'm guaranteeing you, if you ask nine out of like ten people, or if you ask ten people, nine out of ten of them will say it's the hair. And it's a hundred percent what 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 it is. Um, but I don't anyway. think the hair in the selling. Yeah. What's that? I don't think the hair in the selling. No, well that well yeah the other selling. No, hundred percent. Yeah, you're right. You're right. When you got roped into this podcast, did you think you'd be talking about hair? <laughs> um, I don't. I don't put past anything. So like. <laughs> I was just like, whatever pops up is going to pop up and we're going to talk about it. That's what she said. Uh, we could get real. <laughs> I mean, we could get real weird if you want. Oh, wow. uh, please don't. So, please don't. oh, no, I like when we get weird. Oh, yeah. Weird is great. So, Q, during the pandemic, how did you adjust to, you know, you were wrestling in front of uh, a full houses, then you go down to, you know, like, like Kiefer was saying, you guys were running smaller venues, smaller TV tapings, not as many fans. How does that affect you as a performer? Um, it really didn't at all. Um, because going into it, I seen uh Road do some shows and it was just like empty, empty fans. And in my head, right off the bat, I was like, okay, this is like practice for like to work the cameras because there's no crowd there. The only crowd is the fans watching, and that's a limited, uh, I mean, limitless amount of uh people watching. So once I started doing the shows with the smaller crowds, I mean, it was, it was fine to me. It, it really just made you tap into working on intensity and like other things to like get a smaller crowd or like know when to hit like the angle or hit a look after you hit a move just so you can work the camera. So to me, it was a, it was like a good, uh, like practicing moment. And plus I've done like a whole bunch of like, uh, Empty, empty shows when I was starting off. <laughs> Kiefer, let me ask you, since you're, yep. since you're the promoter, um, who do you think did it right out of the big promotions? Do you think AEW got it right having wrestlers at ringside? You think WWE did it right having like the Thunderdome? You think Impact and, and a lot of the other promotions like Ring of Honor did it right just having nobody there and just having a quiet arena? I think that, I think AEW figured it out the quickest. Um, yeah. It was so I said some of those first shows on TV after the, when the pandemic happened, they were not good. And um, 
you know, I think having some extras on, on the, around the ring that were tested or whatever, I think that was a pretty good idea. It's what we do in training a lot of times. Um, you know, you hope the other guys make, make noise during your match. So it's not awkward. And, uh, I think they, I, you know, they've continued on with it for this entire time. Um, but you know, I, I think they figured out first. I think they probably got as close to what it, you, the best you could have done in the situation out of, out of all the promotions. You know, I, it, I like a lot of the guys in Impact, or I like some of the guys in Impact, but sometimes watching the shows like Empty Arena before they started piping in noise and stuff was just kind of uh, awkward, I guess, or weird, you know, and uh, same with WWE before they got to Thunderdome. And, but the Thunderdome just feels too, like, there's too much going on. They got, you know, they're piping in way too much noise. It's distracting, you know. I, I watched like maybe two pay-per-views during the pandemic and I couldn't because it's just, it was like, it was like the old Smackdowns would turn up to like 20 to where like all the fake crowd noises. <laughs> wow. And uh, yeah, I mean, I think just AEW probably got it the best of, of the situation. And um, yeah, I mean, if you remember back then, nobody was running anything live at all. So wrestling was like one of the first things to ever even do anything at all. So yeah, it was, it was strange. I think, uh, I think, you know, it's it's going to be that that weird anomaly when people go back through the history of WrestleMania, watching last year's WrestleMania, where it was mm-hmm. dead silence and you know there were no reactions whatsoever. It's supposed to be uh, it's supposed to be a uh, Claymore. I can't remember his. I never remember his name. I was Drew. <laughs> like it was supposed to be his coming out party, and there's not one person cheering for the guy. So it's yeah. kind of awkward. Yeah. And I got to tell you, for some reason, I think somebody in WWE really likes me. I've been getting invited to the Thunderdome every <laughs> week. Like literally, like I got invited to Raw, SmackDown, and Backlash all in the same week. So I was like, mm. I don't know. But it's weird. Like I actually did a few of them. And it's strange because you sit there, you got a producer in your ear yelling you like when to cheer, when to boo, to get up, to wave your hands and stuff. A couple of times I got thrown out in about 15 seconds, but it was one night I was in there for a good five, six minutes before they shuffled me along. Just a really strange experience. Man, if they, I, man, I swear, if they could like make everyone just puppets in the crowd and just like robotic, you know, making noise and stuff, they probably just do that because they just make so much money off the TV deals, anyways. Like, that's why they're probably not rushing back to go run live shows. Because, like, why would you, you know, when you don't have to worry about the crowd just not caring or shitting on certain stuff? So, I don't know. Yeah, it's just, I didn't even know there was a producer yelling at y'all to do stuff. Yeah, I, I didn't know. Was. I didn't know. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay, it's crazy. Cheer. It yeah. was. It was. Oh, it, was, it, was uh, it was Vince McMahon. Vince McMahon was like, "Hey, hey Tony, <laughs> fucking Tony, you fucking loser!" Doing it every single time. If that was, if it was McMahon yelling, but it's just weird. Like, I don't know from experience, but how many of you guys have actually had people just giving you the thumbs down going to the ring? Like, people never. They don't do that anymore. But if you watch Thunderdome now. When they tell them to like, you know, give people, they literally tell you, give the people the thumbs down. And that's why you see everybody in the crowd just doing this. It's so strange. Yeah. Really strange. Yeah. Or that. So early nineties. <laughs> so you guys, you, you're, I'm assuming you're both wrestling fans, right? Well, I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want. I don't want. Guys, this is this is actually Matt's first podcast, so please. <laughs> no, because I've asked people like old wrestling questions, or like, do you, did you collect figures, magazines? Like, what? And they'd be like, oh no, I wasn't a fan until like I got into training like six years ago. Oh yeah, that's a lot of people. Yeah. Yeah, so that's why I have to just you know, oh, as you could yeah. tell by you know Kevin's background, I have a bunch of memorabilia. Do you guys collect wrestling sh- shit, or did you? 
Uh, do you ever have that moment in the locker room? I mean, I know you you both did a lot of stuff with reality wrestling with Booker T and Stevie Ray, so you were around them quite a bit, and that must have been awesome. Uh, we've had Stevie Ray on the show, and he was phenomenal. Oh, yeah, I love Stevie. As like yeah, a fan, as a fan, you know, you just collect shit. I did at a point, but I'm from um, Louisiana, New Orleans, Louisiana. So a lot of this, the shit that I had kind of just got like washed away. Wow. I have like maybe like a few handfuls of like some action figures or whatever. Um, and some like VHS tapes when I was bootleg record the pay-per-views when they would uh, pop up. Um, oh, yeah. But as, as far as that, man, like I, I, I stopped uh, – collecting like wrestling stuff so um but i'm still like a fan of of all the shit it's just i don't really find uh i don't know it's weird because i'm in it so like right. i i don't i don't like collect stuff unless it's like flyers from like a new texas uh show <laughs> <laughs> i i like man it was funny because like my dad just hated wrestling growing up so like it was always a fight just to even watch it uh and we were just so poor like i i don't even think i had a shirt even a shirt until like i watched from like colorful 90s you know bret hart wwf to you know i've been watching since then i don't think i had a t-shirt until that cm punk uh rib one if you know what that one is like in what was that like 09 or 08 or something like that so I was like, I know exactly what that has the heart underneath the ribs. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That that one that was the first wrestling t-shirt I think I ever owned, and that came out like I think I, I'd already graduated high school at that point. And so like I never even got really a chance to collect anything, any wrestling stuff. You know, I just was like happy to watch SmackDown on UPN and get my bunny ears out and stuff. And uh, I don't know, maybe it made me like even a bigger fan because I was just always like <laughs> trying to fight my parents to like watch the show and stuff. But yeah, I mean. Uh, Nowadays, I, I don't really collect too much stuff. I, I try to do my best to take pictures with my friends because um, I always do bad. I'm always bad at that. But um, I think that's probably the only thing I, I have is just some pictures that I have saved and printed out of me and some of my friends in the business. Yeah, that's that's the weirdest thing going into the show and like taking pictures and stuff. It's like always the most yeah. it's like the it's like I want to do it now, but at the end of the day, like <laughs> like I'm like you're back there, just like uh, like. It's, yeah how's this gonna look like i mean even though you know a lot of like you guys have been around for a long time but like you're just still like ah uh, like do i had do that this moment now? i had that moment in tampa with uh with two cold scorpio and like we were sitting like talking and i'm like okay i want to ask him like for a photo and like i bitched out and i was like nah <laughs> he's gone so i was like the next day i was like i know he was doing a show with us and i was like i'm gonna ask him today like i know for sure i'm gonna ask him today and uh he came in like he gave me dap and a hug and i was like okay and i was going over my match and i was like i'm gonna ask him and like he's talking with like low-key and somebody else and i'm like uh, oh no i'm not interrupting him with low-key yeah yeah <laughs> i was like i was like uh, you know what I, i'll catch you down the road and in my head i was like a bitched out man I think I did it once with, I think, Cody. Because I was like, when the heck am I ever going to have a picture with Cody ever again in my lifetime? And uh, yeah. when he was doing indies before AEW and all that stuff. And I was like, you know what? I just got to do it. And I did it. And it was, I didn't get any heat or anything for it at all. So I thought it was, and I, I love that picture of me and Cody. Is he cool with so, it? He was fine with it. 
because I've worked with him oh, a couple times. So it was. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. So it was dope. So, but I I don't do it often at all. Like I get nervous to like like go shake hands. But like I think the most nervous I ever got, and I didn't do it. I like walked into the room and backed out. Was uh, Team 3D was the Dudleys, and I was like. I could see that. Yeah, they're like they're like they're, they're like talking. I'm like walking in the room. Like we're setting up like the photo, like the the backdrop, the green screen, and then all of a sudden I just go, and I just walk right out of the freaking room. I could see that bubble would just look at you like you got something to say. Yeah. <laughs> say something, and you're like, ah, nah, you know what? I'm hey, you see, if you had Devon on his own, Devon would have taken a picture with Devon's you. Devon's coolish. Yeah, he's yeah, cool. Devon so. really Bubba, that could be the problem. I was more intimidated yeah. of Devon than Bubba, to be what? honest with you. <laughs> what? I don't know Wait why. Because I know because I think I, think I, know. De- <laughs> I think I think Devon, I think the point of the conversation I walked in on was Devon being more assertive. <laughs> it was awesome <laughs> i walked in on the part of the conversation where devon was more angry than or was more <laughs> what did i miss oh you missed a whole bunch you gotta listen back buddy i don't give a yeah, shit i'll ask anybody back. i don't care yeah i don't care i was gonna ask the rock and roll express and then i saw their balls oh you like... fucking assholes fuck <laughs> all of you what you mean you saw their balls? Like they were changing? Yeah, they were sitting next oh. to me, right? And I was talking to somebody, and I was talking to them, and then I like turned away, and I turned back, and they had their fucking balls out there getting changed. I was like, you know what? This is fantastic. I don't need to take no pictures Wait. with nobody. P- pivotal point. Like, was it eye level, or did you look down? Because you never supposed no, it was, to look they down. were sitting. They were sitting in chairs. They did like very like they had the towels, but the towels weren't due. I don't. Yeah. Know, I didn't understand. They had towels on. So you look. So you looked down. Yeah, of course he did. Oh, bro, he's got no, no shame. No shame. I'm sure there's a bunch of people that have seen the Rock and Roll Express's balls, but this is very—it's very exciting. Oh, true. oh wow, this is getting. Q, yeah. <laughs> if, if we had a nickel for every time we told this story on the podcast, we'd be a lot more successful podcast. You'd have a couple bucks. I was. More, I would be super successful after this. Man. I was more. I was to ask y'all. I didn't get a chance to ask y'all. Have you guys been to an indie show since uh, since everything's been back up and running? No. No. Since back up and running this no, year, but... I mean, like since everything. No. When it when we were still kind of first into it late last year of September, yeah. September October, there were still outdoor shows being run with like with yeah. uh, with guidelines. So I did a couple of those, mm-hmm. but um, no, not. Not well, I, mean, I say get up and running because we're doing that in Texas. I mean, we've been doing that for months, you know. So it's like it's kind of weird sometimes. My our friends from California or something are like, "Yeah, we can't even go eat at restaurants yet." Right. And uh, I, I wasn't, I wasn't for the, you know, everything opening up early. But it just, I guess, just because you're used to it, you're around it all the time. You just, you don't even think twice about that kind of stuff. Yeah, I mean, I'm not gonna even like pretend like I was a super huge like go to every indie show that's running guy anyway. But, yeah. Um. But the ones that, that I'm affiliated with, I, I would go and, and do that until, but not since, not since then. I, ju- mm. I just brought my tickets to the Ring of Honor show today in July. There you go. So that'll be Where's that at? Baltimore. Baltimore. Oh. Are they, they're just going to run out of the same venue they've been doing the tapings at? Yeah, but they're going to do it. You're like, uh, you're buying pods. Ah, uh, yeah. So, like, okay. I didn't get to pick yeah. my seats. It was a first come, first serve. So, we'll find out. That's interesting. Yeah. It seemed like that may be the thing going forward. 
except for AEW. Like, they just section them off where they're at. Yeah, it'll be interesting. It'll be now. You guys are doing limited limited seats, social distancing Saturday, right? Yeah, I mean, what what we've been doing is we've just been, you know, if two people come in, we'll get the chairs and space them out, and you know, one person comes in, we'll space them out. Three people come in, we space them out. So it's kind of like they all, all have their own little pods or areas or whatever the case may be, and that's kind of what we've been doing since since the start, just to keep people away and make people feel comfortable. I said it's all, it was it was an, an it was an experience for everybody to go in back to wrestling shows with masks, you know, spread out. Um, but you know, it, it's been it's actually been pretty cool, uh, and we've had a lot of good shows uh, in that time period. And another one, of course, this Saturday. I'm gonna butcher it. Boomaye. Damn it! I was getting ready to say it, man. Boomaye. <laughs> uh, this Saturday on IWTV, uh, Houston Premier Arena, seventy-one twenty-two Avenue B, Houston, Texas. Our guest here, Mysterious, the Mysterious Q, the new Texas Pro Champion, four-way elimination match with one called Manders, T-Ray, and Shogun, uh, also known as SOS. Um, Q, if you get out of this with the championship, which we learned earlier, sixty percent chance. I think you will too. I think you'll get out. Um, is there someone on this roster that you have yet to get a chance to tangle with that you would like to get in the ring with? The new Texas roster? Um, there's like a few people I haven't uh, wrestled with one-on-one. Um, Terrell Temple being one. Um, I haven't gone one-on-one with T-Ray or Max Heights. But, I mean... There's like the the biggest elephant in the room, man, because like it would be like a crime not to just address it. But like in Texas right now, like you really can't mention Texas without mentioning Brian Keith or mentioning me. So like it is kind of like we're, we're in the same room, but it's like he's on this side and I'm on this side. We're making the loudest noise in the room. So like eventually, yeah, I'm trying to like tangle with him at New Texas. Like we've wrestled maybe twice before like one time like maybe like 10 years ago and then um like last year at some point but at new texas like in the houston premier arena like in that build and that aura the iwtv platform and like just like the fan base that that i i started to like accumulate and then his fan base and his uh his supporting cast with the uh the starks brand the big ball was it is it the big baller brand or is it big starks brand the big starks brand like and like they're they're doing like real good things for him and he's building like a real good following so like i kind of want to uh wrestle bk just so i could like uh give a little and eh to his following like all right <laughs> have you uh in the in your in your illustrious career have you ever crossed paths with uh mr Kiefer here have you, you guys ever tangled in the ring we have. <laughs> we have, man. Who, uh, who's, I, uh, who's got yeah, the bragging rights? I, um, I don't think it was a clear winner. Yeah, I think it was a disqualification finish or something oh, like that. The fuck? Yeah. We got to have the rematch. Oh, no. <laughs> One day. At some One point, day, I mean, if, if, I, if I lose the title, if I lose the title, this, no, we'll do it down. <laughs> if I lose the title this, this uh, Saturday, then I'm coming for Kiefer because he pretty much set this up. Oh, oh, 
Oh, okay. You get a little bit more serious now. I like yeah. it. If I, I, lose I, got, I, got faith, yeah. I got faith in you, though. I think you're going to do it. So. Uh, I hope so, Phil, for your sake and my <laughs> sake. Or if I lose it, if I lose it in, uh, if if I make it out this Saturday, but then like, I lose it in, where is it, Abilene? Yeah, yeah you, I mean, you also got that match with Jake something and, and Gray Scott. And, yeah, um, another, another multi-man match. So if I lose it there, then I guess it's just us on uh, – What's, what's the next show after that? July 26th? Yeah. So I, I just hope for, for, for your sake, I hope like, I, <laughs> I can keep team. this yeah, um, heavyweight title title reign continuing. Do you okay. enjoy traveling with the belt, the 15 pounds of gold? Yeah, where, where is the belt? They want to see it, I think. I don't think that. Do you have it handy? You know what? It's lucky because I'm not at home, but like I have it over here. And nice. it's okay traveling with it, so, but traveling to Tampa. So, yes, he does it. travel with the belt. <laughs> yeah. When I'm defending it. Um, could you go in the closet? He, title he does. He just, he'll, other oh. Texas promotions ask me if he can defend the title on their shows. And so he defends his title uh, pretty frequently, even when he's not wrestling with us. So, yeah, I just defended it against Ray, Fu- uh, Ray Fury uh, this past Saturday at, um, at local wrestling. So, um, I almost lost the title there. <laughs> he, he hit me with a desert. We have to drive down there and we'll have, we have problems. Yeah. I mean, it was footage of Ray. Ray's, uh, he's a pretty good dude. He's pretty quick. Uh, that super kick almost knocked me out, though. Legit knocked me <laughs> on my ass. Um, but, yeah, that was that was a fun match, a pretty good match. I, I don't know where he's based out of, but, like, I like the style and stuff, so. So what happens when something, when something like that actually goes down or, like, you're knocked for a loop? Like, well, like, what, like – how do you how do you recover safely from that i don't know i mean it's just instincts like if you've ever been like in a fight and you got tagged before like like you feel it but you're trying to get up i don't know it's hard to explain like i've only been like out out maybe twice but most times when i'm out in the in the ring i kind of just i don't know come back oh, here we go this was my that was my, that was my filler question before this what what before this yeah, this moment out. right here this reveal oh. Oh, the, the title reveal. Oh, yeah. That's a gorgeous belt. It is. Pretty good. Pretty cool. Pretty cool. This is my baby. T-Donk, what do you think about <laughs> that belt? For Tony. Over 600 days now or something? Yeah. I like it. I had, hopefully he's holding on through it through July. Otherwise, Kiefer might not be able to come back on the show ever again. Oh, I've seen that. that. Probably <laughs> not, yeah. Probably not. Oh, you have to text all this... Uh, all these replies and stuff to you, <laughs> but that's but what we are we talking about that? That probably won't. Uh, no, I have faith in you. You'll be all right. <laughs> I do. I do like. I know the uh, key for what you were going for was the uh, the UK championship, but you got to remember too. Like back in the eighties, uh, when I first started getting into wrestling, a lot of the belts uh, looked similar. Whether it was like the national championship, the television championship, even the WWF championship. They all kind of had that similar design. So you may not think it's unique, but it's unique, but it's also kind of like, this is what belts look like nowadays. And it's a great design. I really like it. I appreciate it, man. It's, uh, I say, I I love the belt. It's everyone that I've ever came across has really had great things to say about it. And like I said, it looks like a top championship. It's huge. I mean, Q's a big guy and it still looks massive right there. So yeah, it's it's Um, heavy. (laughs) Like it was like 15 pounds or something like that. It's, it's it's a yeah. it's a cool title, man. It's gonna be one that people will probably remember for a long time. I dig it. I dig it a lot, man. It would, aka the Texas Magnet. 
He's got so many people trying to come to Texas. Yeah. I love it. Serious. Texas ain't bad. I like Texas. You do the. Um, you, have, you guys been to Texas? I have. I was in Dallas a couple of years ago. Are you coming back this next year? I don't know. What's this next year? <laughs> Y'all let me know because we're going to be doing a lot of stuff. I'm oh, sure. WrestleMania. That's right. That's a good call. Well, we went to Dallas for baseball because I'm a baseball nerd. So uh, to Dallas. You're a Ranger we... fan or just a. No, I'm just a baseball nerd. And then we drove to Houston. Oh, okay. We drove to Houston for uh, an Astros game. Yeah. So, yeah. But uh, that Whataburger is okay. Whoa, whoa, whoa. All right. Hey, man. Hey, bro. I saw it everywhere, and I st- it's it's just a Whataburger. Nah, man, it's it's the truth, man. It's uh... yeah, even in the buns, man. The buns ain't no typical wherever like your mom and pop joint or your local hometown uh, burger joint. It, it's it's built different, man. I'll tell you what I did enjoy from my time in Dallas. Uh, if you're like sushi, we went to this place called Uchi. Uchi, Uchi. Mm-hmm. I think I've heard of it. I think there's one in Houston, to be honest with you. Probably. It was fucking awesome. We went there twice. We were there for like four days. Yeah, a lot of good like sushi Asian spots in in Texas, like low key, like just like got to find them. But once you find them, they're awesome. You guys both said you were wrestling fans. Before we wrap up this interview, I got to ask the most important question here. All right. Bret Hart or Shawn Michaels? I'll let you go first. Man, growing up, I was a Sean. I was I was 100% Sean. But, like, I met Brett, and he cool and blunt as shit. So, <laughs> and he gave me, like, critique 101. Like, I'm going to actually post a, a photo that we uh, that we took on Twitter. It's going to be, like, with no context, but, like, the listeners now would, would get it and understand. But now I would say Brett. All right, my I, man, my guy. I, I've always been a Brett guy, man. I think the way that he's just, you know, orchestrated some matches and things like that, I think it's just, I, I don't even know if there's been a guy since then that's been able to be on that level as far as in-ring uh, storytelling, man. It's just, a, it's a, every time I, you know, watch him with, I mean, literally anybody, you know, it's just a, it's an awesome story and you're invested and Brett sells his ass off. I'm like, man, it's just, I said, it's, I, I think he just came, he came in a weird time after Hogan. And I don't know if he's ever going to, he would ever get his due. You know, he's right between Hogan and Stone Cold kind of thing. And, um, you know, he's one of my favorites of all time. Uh, one of the greatest of all time, in my opinion. I agree. I, me and Kevin agree hundred percent. I don't know what Tony's Tony likes Bruno San Martino. That's his. <laughs> Oh yeah, man. Bruno was the man. Hey, like, I'm glad. Hey, hey, I'm glad Stan Hansen broke his back. That's all I'm saying. No. Hey, <laughs> he came, nah, he came back her. after that, though. He, <laughs> he came back. Look, if I wanted to be hugged for 45 minutes, I'd go downstairs and hang out with my mother-in-law. Okay, I don't need to watch yeah. a Bruno San Martino match. <laughs> what do you think's on our Patreon, man? <laughs> Oh wow! <laughs> I mean, you don't want to see that, but it's there. It's possible. What you say? I said yeah, it's it's it happens. It's pot. You know, what are you gonna do about it? Nothing. You can't do anything. You go to the Patreon. You get the Brazzers. It's a good time. Oh gosh. Okay. <laughs> oh boy. Has uh, it been taking up wrong turns tonight? 
Oh, <laughs> or or if we're talking about patreons and stuff i oh, mean no. you you do well and i'm saying like this is like a good plug like you do have an opportunity to sponsor one of the uh the wrestling for any of like the upcoming new texas shows so i mean it's something like a patreon to an extent but you're getting i don't know what they getting <laughs> they, hey they get a they get a shout out on social media and then we have to we make them like their own like lower third on the broadcast that goes with the wrestlers so and then we give them a shout out on the on the broadcast as well so it's pretty cool all, all the sponsors have come back and sponsored more people and everyone seems to really like it so it's, it's, it's been a cool cool little thing we've done that's cool and if you want more information hit awesome. up at new texas pw on the twitter definitely follow them check out their youtube page they got lots of great content up there iwtv this saturday uh uh, Bame. 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 I don't understand Bame. why you I picked. Bombed that shit. I, I, yes, I did bomb <laughs> that shit. I don't understand why I picked uh, the. T- I could Bosch. I could say. I could say True Colors. Two yeah. True Colors. Two. I could say that. Bame. I can't say. <laughs> Got three oh. syllables. You know. You proved yeah. it. I might have three brain cells. I don't know. <laughs> But IWTV this Saturday, uh, I'm sure if you're not in Texas, uh, you're still under quarantine. You want to watch some great wrestling. My man, Mysterious Q, he's got to run the gauntlet again. He doesn't get a one-on-one match. He's getting the short end of the stick. He's got to get in there with the one called Manders, T-Ray, SOS, Raquel, uh, or excuse me, Rachel Rose. She takes on Roxy, Max Heights, Fuego Del Sol, Chris Bay, Gina Medina. Fire. We talked yeah, about Brian good. Keith before Great him and Jonathan Vega in a street fight. Our friend Moonshine Man Chet Moon, Moonshine Mantel. I'm going too fast. I gotta slow down. Moonshine yep. Mantel, JJ Blake, Stairway to Hell match, Aaron Mercer and the Great Scott. <laughs> uh Masha Slamovich and, and Sky Blue are wrestling on that too. I don't know if you've seen either of them, yeah. but they're, they're up coming. Yeah. Sky Blue's been on the NWA. Masha's all over the place. Yeah, she was that's going to be a great match. She was First time on, ever. She was just on Dark now. That was somebody else. Masha just, just threw Dark. somebody off a damn tank, man, this past weekend. I thought Masha, yeah, she worked the Duke, right, or something like that. Yeah. She's a badass. She's wild, man. I'll tell you, like, yeah. she's, she's been in Japan for like a year. She was ready to come back and, like, wrestle, and she's just been killing it since she's been back. Well, you guys have been fantastic. Uh, we appreciate you Thank taking you. time out of your busy schedules. I hope you guys had a good time this Saturday yep. night. Uh, please follow at Kiefer Bartek Pro on the Twitter machine, at New Texas PW on Twitter, uh, at duh underscore mysterious underscore Q on Twitter, mysterious underscore Q on Instagram. Uh, he's been the champion for 600-plus days. He's doing great things. He's taking on all comers. Uh, the, the, the road is is bright the future is bright my words are they don't make sense uh, road is bright can we please name your your september show the road is bright <laughs> the road is bright deep in the heart of road. texas right. we'll, oh, we'll put that in my notes uh, we're booking I, for you guys matt named a special congratulations yeah but i still won't be able to say that when we promote it next time uh we get these guys back on the show uh you guys are fantastic anything you want to say before we let you go I just I appreciate everyone that support us and and that's travels to our shows from all parts of Texas and watches you know sports the guys on other shows and things like that and 
not just new Texas pro, but I think Texas wrestling in general is just on the come up and, uh, it's, it's important to me. So I, I'm, I'm happy to see where it goes. And I'm glad you guys, and I, I want to thank you guys so much for having me on. So, you know, have a blessed one. All right. Thank you, Mr. Kiefer. Q, before we let you go. Oh, Kiefer, he left. He, he said, fuck bounced. He's like, fuck this. It's had enough of us. I had to go catch the game or something. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't probably like to piggyback off what he said. Um, a uh, big thank you to like the uh, the influx of fans lately. Um, I've never like I won't say in a million years, but like in the past like year, think that like I would get like as much buzz and like support that I've been getting like this past year. So thank you to the fans and stuff who's uh, who's really been like uh, following the product over this past quarantine because like they really helped us out uh, as wrestlers and stuff. So um, they're really helping put Texas on the map. So Thank you to the fans and supporters on there. And thank you guys for um, allowing me to come on your platform to uh, to be interviewed and also, like, put myself out there. Any, and look, talk anytime, about the uh, – so what? Anytime you want to come back, anytime you want to talk about hair, you want to talk about brazzers, you want to talk uh, about – Balls, yeah. You want to talk about How balls? many wrestlers' we... balls you've seen in the business? Like, that's a, I got you, man. That's, not, <laughs> that's, that's a whole another. But that's not fair because you've probably seen a bunch more than me because you're in the locker room with these guys. No, man. Only maybe, <laughs> maybe two on accident. That's you, it. Bro. You maybe. You maybe <laughs> well, I don't think seen, any of them are on purpose. Yeah. You yeah. maybe have seen more famous balls than me. Oh, Just one. Just one. See? But, that's 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 a whole different episode, man. Right. Like I'm I'm exposing myself right now. That's bro. the after, like, I'm not yeah, done. That's the shining wizard. That's the shining wizard after dark episode. Yes, that's the Brazzers shining wizard. Right. Only on their Patreon. Only on their Patreon. <laughs> I love the Q. You're the best. Did you get the T-shirt I sent you? I haven't yet. Right. I need to go check my mail in my house house. So your house this guy's got more than one house too Fuck this guy's well uh, i'm living in two different places 600 but, days like, as yeah. champion he's living like a champ he's got the limousine he's champ. jet flying he's I'll crushing the new texas paydays man crushing water burgers <laughs> that's that padded lope yep, yep. <laughs> that championship purse is heavy man <laughs> q it's been an absolute pleasure anytime you want to come back on or shoot the shit or whatever you got something to promote reach out to us we'd love to have you back on sir oh thank you man thank you Again, at the DA underscore mysterious underscore Q on Twitter, mysterious underscore Q on Instagram. This Saturday night, he's defending his new Texas pro wrestling championship. 600 plus days is the champ. There's no end in sight for this dude. He's tearing him down. You can't. One one called Manders. He's out. He's a piece of trash. T-Ray, see ya. SOS, hit the bricks, brother. Do the J-O-B for the mysterious Q. He's out. We got a reigning champion. He's crushing it. And uh all right, one more th- one more time for good luck though. What's the name of the show this Saturday? Boomay! <laughs> oh, oh gosh. Get Q, Boomay get out. Was... Get out while you still yeah. can. Get out. <laughs> I am. Oh, true true oh. colors two is coming. Bosch is coming. Bombay! The road the road is bright. The road oh, is bright. Oh, is bright. The road is bright. The road is bright. The road is bright. <laughs> Thanks for joining us, Q. Be well, man. Have Thank fun. Thank you, man. man. Bobby! Knock it off. Get him out. Get him out. He's had enough of us. Good God. You know how long I've been dreading saying the name of the show? Like all week. Why didn't you just say something to us? We probably could have figured it out. Ah, you know what? This is probably more entertaining. 
Oh, you're definitely right about that. 100%. But then people have to question, like, am I a special needs person? Well, I think you are, but I don't think that has anything to do with this. Can I can I be honest with you for a second? If you, I kind of hope that Mysterious loses just because I want him to destroy Kiefer. I want to see that, like, you know, the, 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 the star takes on the owner. I, I, I just, Why didn't you say that to them? Because I don't want to fucking get in a, get in an argument with either one of them. So you wait till the two seconds are off the air, and then you're trying to stir the pot? You, look, Matt got shit on. You got shit on big time. I was fucking staying out of that nonsense. <laughs> Yo, it took me. I'm kind of upset about this. You shouldn't be. You just kept plowing forward, and we enjoyed it. I had no idea what the heck I said that made me come across that way and you, i did you were afraid of devon more than bubba and and q goes i know why Devon's the nicest person <laughs> i've ever met in my entire life <laughs> i walked into a situation where devon bully ray and i think i've told this story before homicide i think we're all going over some sort of match and devon just happened to be the angrier one of the three he may not have even been angry but he was the more assertive one and i was just like all right usually people are intimidated by bully right. i was intimidated by devon that and you, that one one 20 second instance i was more intimidated by devon than bully ray god crucify me talk talk your way out of it all you want q nailed you with that one and you didn't even hear it and it was glorious was it funny at least? If it was funny, then. Oh, it was hilarious, dude. We couldn't stop fucking laughing. And you just kept going with your story. And we were all fucking dying. <laughs> Terrible. Now I'm kind of, now I'm kind of, I'm going to unfollow Q right now, actually. Wow. What are you, 15? I know he Jesus. followed me back. I can't. He just followed me back. I can't do that to him. I just posted that picture of him and the hitman. Oh, boy. I want to see. Do you see my picture of me and Owen? Oh, boy. We have a heart battle. Well, everybody could spend the next six minutes looking at pictures of Kevin and, and Mysterious Q with wrestlers. But, Matt, what do we always say about this time? Uh, back after this. Wait, why'd you ask Matt? We know you love shopping at Amazon, and we also know you love listening to The Shining Wizards. That's why you're hearing this commercial right now. But were you aware that you could combine the two, do all your shopping, and support the show at the same time? Well, of course you can. Instead of going to Amazon.com, go to Amazon.ShiningWizards.com and make your purchases the way you normally would. You're going to get the same great low prices, and a portion of whatever you purchase is going to go to support The Shining Wizards. How great is that? You, by purchasing anything that you normally would anyway, Way is going to support us. That's a win-win in my book. So from now on, when you shop at Amazon, go to amazon.shiningwizards.com or click the banner on our website and do all of your shopping with the Shining Wizards. Because of the obvious threat to untold numbers of citizens and because of the crisis which is even now developing, this radio station will remain on the air day and night. This station and hundreds of other radio and TV stations throughout this part of the country are pooling their resources through an emergency network hookup to keep you informed of all developments. Horns up, everyone. When on the Shining Wizards Network, be sure every Friday to check out Radioactive Metal. Radioactive Metal is one of the longest-running podcasts on the interweb. And every week we bring you a fist full of metal. 
including interviews with all your favorite artists, discuss all the metal news, and feature the best tunes on the air today. So grab a Lemmy, join your cool Uncle Snowy, and co-host Aaron in the pit. Your recognized symbol of excellence in sports entertainment broadcasting from the current to the way back. Join the impact player Phil Brea and the Portuguese Man of War Choppy for the Turnbuckle Throwbacks Wrestling Podcast. Live every week on RantEMRadio.com. Get all our episodes over at iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, Audio Boom, Google Play, ShiningWizardsNetwork.com, and TurnbuckleThrowbacks.com. Are you tired of being told what to think and believe by Hollywood elites and politicians who just don't care about you? Tired of not getting the truth when you watch the news? Tired of trying to figure out what pronoun to use? Tired of mob mentality when all you want to do is think for yourself and make up your own mind? That's where we come in. This is Justin. And Vince. Your hosts of Inconclusive Breakdown. We are a weekly anti-PC podcast bringing you entertainment and current event news without any spin. If you want to truly stay informed on what's going on in the world, then give us a listen every Sunday, anywhere you get podcasts, at least till Zuckerberg and Twitter Jack deplatform us. And as always, we're proud members of the Shining Wizards Network. Tired of the PC police telling you what you can and cannot say? Want a show that travels back to the 80s and 90s where the badass hosts have beaten down cancel culture on three separate occasions and carried on to gloat about it? Since 2013, The Midnight Jury is that show. Travel back to the malls and arcades, pop in your VHS, and join us where the 80s and 90s return from the dead. Conan, tell them where to find us. WLWstudios.com, home of the Midnight Jury podcast hosted by Midnight Mike and Calvin Brody. Also available on all major podcast platforms via the Shining Wizards Network and join in the conversation on Twitter at Midnight Jury. What's up, wrestling fans? You want something awesome? Check out Wrestling Night in Canada here on the Shining Wizards Network, where three Canadian metalheads uniting for the love of pro wrestling. Every episode, we go over all the latest news and special events with the odd, unique interview as well. So grab a cold one and check out Wrestling Night in Canada, eh? Are you tired of being uninformed? Together, we can change all of that. Experience a podcast like you've never heard before. You'll gain knowledge, have some laughs, because we believe this is the last AEW podcast you'll ever need. Join us every Wednesday night at 10.15 p.m. on RantEMRadio.com and Facebook Live. We can also be found on all major podcast forums as part of the Shining Wizards Network. So stop listening to inferior AEW podcasts and bring a new podcast into your life by joining us. Join the Mark Order Podcast. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at Mark Order Pod and on Facebook.com slash Mark Order Pod. Don't forget to tag us on social media and use hashtag join the Mark Order because if you don't find us, we will find you.
Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. My name is Thomas, and what's your name? Uh, I'm Alan. Alan. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. We're brothers. That's right. Yeah. yeah the mother, same mother and father. Your room was. Oh, we shared a room. Shared a room. For we shared a room. I thought I knew your face. Yeah, we so go maybe. way back, mate. Yeah. yeah. We should do a podcast then. Uh, we have. We do, we do a podcast. We do a podcast. What's it called? The Roadcast. Yeah, that was planned. Yeah, no, yeah. Well. What do we do? Well, we cover all different things in the world of pop culture. We're talking about comic books, we're talking about professional wrestling, and we're talking about movies. Go back and watch classic retro wrestling events, the likes of WWE, WCW, and if you do like that, you can check us out on Apple iTunes, also on Podbean, Anchor, and on Podknife. Also check us out on Twitter, at The Broadcast. That's B-R-O. Yeah, it's all right. Good on you. Yeah. Instagram also at the broadcast podcast. Remember, we don't spell it with a C, we spell it with a K. So, mate, take it easy. We spell it with a K, okay? All right. I like those guys. You like those guys. We're going to take this time to thank those that support us over here at the Shining Wizards Wrestling Podcast over at our Patreon. Patreon.com slash Wizards Podcast for as little as $3. Yes, $3 a month. You can support the Shining Wizards Wrestling Podcast. This thing is hot. I was not ready for this. All right? For $3 a month, uh, it's your best value. You get four bonus shows a month. You get a profile piece. You get a watch along. You get us doing the crossword puzzle from Inside the Ropes. And you get a pay-per-view show, uh, which we're going to record tomorrow for Fall Brawl 1995. So be sure... To sign up for Patreon, patreon.com slash wizards podcast. We're going to start with, of course, the queen of the Shining Wizards, Miss Kathy Hummer, uh, the king of the Shining Wizards, Mr. Manny Crazzo, Danny and Anthony Rusinello, the S, uh, AOP of the SWP, uh, Ryan Arthur over at elementary.com. If you're in the North Jersey area, check out the Elementary Brewery, Sean Toe and Sean Calejo, uh, Ryan Schlong, Brett Simonello. What do you hear? What do you say? Catherine Hensler over at OnDeckIC.com. Uh, Matt Garifo, no relationship to the KJG. Maddie Mellinger. Christine Friesendorf. Mark Parloni. Happy birthday, Mark. Uh, Kenny Hawsey, Mr. Scotch Drinkmore. Uh, Jay Cop, the big cop of pump over at the Turnbuckle Throwbacks. Uh, Thomas Cops, the Mott Spock, Milwaukee Tom. Michael Hammond. David Henry Bauer III, his pal Antonio Horseman, makes experimental music at harvestmanrecords.bandcamp.com. Matthew Birch, the true prince of pro. Uh, the Bergman, the LeBron James of Mattel Elite Figure Collecting. Roll, Brendan Haney, and last but certainly not least, Mr. William Mercier Jr. Lives are going to be in William Mercier's hands. You know what I mean? Lives are going to be in your hands. I know what you mean. I should have done the interview like this. Manos, I think is. See, si, Los Manos. Los Manos. Hey. We are Los Wizards of the Shining. <laughs> this is like a legit. Uh, this came in my pro wrestling crate today, and I just opened it before we did the show. It's like a legit Dark Order mask. It has, like, I can tie it up in the back. It's very, very soft. I'm pretty sure this is how we should do this show on Facebook from now on. Just so people can not recognize us for the stupid shit that we say. I don't. I like being recognized for the dumb shit that I say. All right. 
I, do I like have, it. I do have to take this off though, because it's not easy. Yeah, that one. That one looks like really, really serious. It's awesome. Let me just give me a second. I gotta take it off. Um, what do you guys want to talk about? Uh, we talked briefly about MLW. Talked Dark Side of the Ring. We talked Ultimate Warrior. Um, <laughs> Tony, what are you doing? If I don't do this, I can't see. Take the stupid mask off. Yeah, we don't. We don't have to do this. We just. It just oh, literally. No. Like Matt put his mask on, and I the the this mask literally just happened to be like, a, like less than a foot away from me, so I was able to I was able to reach. And while I was reaching, Tony had already come back with the mask on, so it was literally like the stars aligned. It, the road was bright. <laughs> I guess we're I guess we're I guess we're abandoning this real quick. Oh. That, this, I this can't see is, otherwise, and I've got notes that I. For need. those downloading us on podcast, we all had masks on. Matt had, I believe, that was an evil Uno. Yeah, it's a right, dark Matt? order mask. It's a dark dark order, order mask. mask. Yeah, it's nice. Looks like an evil. Would that would you see that specific to evil Uno, or did it just say dark order? Uh, you know what? I have to. I would have to look on the card that came in the uh, in the pro wrestling crate. Yeah. So we all had masks on for a brief second. Luchadors. And, mine, uh, mine is a very famous mask. You are Santos. No, it's from Nacho Libre. I am. Ramses. Nacho Libre. No, Ramses. <laughs> it's not your Libre. It's my Libre. Oh, you know Q was right about you, Kev. <laughs> <laughs> See, I don't get this one either. Is you that a, what? How is not that? your Libre and my Libre? Oh, so you said Nacho Libre. That's the movie. <laughs> Crazy bastards. Get them all worked <laughs> up, Tony. Get them all worked up. I'm I'm furious right now. You look furious. El Furio, that's your name. That's right. <laughs> Let me tell you. I'm about to cut a promo in this stupid mask. I can't get my earbuds out of it. <laughs> I can't take this mask off because the earbuds will go flying. You have to be delicate with it. Gentle. Be gentle. Gentle Ben. El Gentilier. I got an idea, Matt. Okay. Um, we all watched Ring of Honor this week. Oh yeah. Okay, so let's cover what we all didn't watch and then let's like go into a big finale with something we all watched. I don't think we have that much time, Tony. Oh well. I'll, I'll try <laughs> to zip through. You want to zip through NWA power and then hit impact? We'll work it that way. Yes, we could do that. What did you think of Impact this of Power this week? You watched it. I really like the Pope and Matt Cross. Good title match. I liked it a lot. Pope is now four for four. He has three more wins before he can cash in for a world title shot. Uh, I like the tag match, the main event, except for the finish. Yeah. It's um, a taped show. My my whole thing was it was taped, it was fucked up, it looked bad. Why not just retape it? Yeah, I think they're gonna make it's got. To, they have to make that like a storyline. And Joe Galley sold it too, which well, was weird. Sh- Dude, they showed the replay. Yeah, that's what I mean. So, Kev, long story short, just to oh. fill you in, to fill everybody else in, it was the War Kings, which was Crimson and Jack Stain, friend of the show. Ah, probably. former guest of the show. Uh, against the end, Paro and Od- Odison. Is that Odison, what his name yes. is? Odison. So, who was pinning who? Jax was pinning Otison. Roy Otison? I know I know Otison was getting pinned. 
And at the two count, he kicked out after an elbow drop and the referee just counted three and they just said that they won, like that the uh, the War Kings won. And then they showed the replay to double check and sure shit, he kicked out. And Joe Galley's like, no, he got the three, he kicked out after the three. Nah, it didn't look like it. everyone seemed very confused by it. I think this is a story. I hope so, because it was a bad way to end a good, otherwise good show. Yeah, I liked I like the story that they told with uh, Kratos and Aaron Stevens. Yeah, they're not getting along, but they're still finding a way to win, they, which is they, great storytelling. Yeah, well, Kratos, though, after the match, he's attacking Fred Rossier outside the, the ring. He's beating him up while Aaron's trying to help up uh, the Rocket. Um, Thunder Rosa, Thunder Rosa. Gen- Genocide. Yes, Genocide. Uh, it was good. Yeah, it, it, it's great watching someone the size of Thunder Rosa work with somebody bigger and actually, like, you know, figure out a way to win. Yeah. I thought it was a good match. She told a good story working on the knee. Um, We opened the show with a letter from my good buddy, Willie P. Uh, your good uh, buddy's got a lot of fucking balls on him, buddy. Balls? Listen, if your top stars decide that they're not going to perform that week, you got to drop some hammers, bro. So... Fucking Kyle Davis reads a statement from uh, from Mr. Corrigan uh, saying that Latimer and Adonis, because they walked out, will no longer get a tag title shot. Um, all this was fined a month's salary. And he said, if these guys don't show up next week, they will all be stripped of their titles. I know Latimer doesn't have a title, but, you know, it is what it is. But uh, that means no more national championship for uh, for Chris Adonis. And Nick Aldis will lose Sweet Charlotte. What'd you think of Tam and Terrell Molina again? I don't care. Did you care about your boy Tyrus and uh, Austin Idol coming out? Look, oh, I love look, those guys. What, here, I'm just gonna say this right now. If I watch NWA Power next week and all those guys that they mentioned on that piece of paper are in that fucking battle royal, I'm not watching the battle royal. Well, they're not the only people that are gonna be in the battle royal. Dude, they dropped. There was like eight names there, and then Tyrus. So that's nine guys. The other, the rest of the field, five guys. You got to bring in five heavy hitters, bro. I don't want to. With all due, I don't want to see Tyrus and fucking Nick Aldis. That's not going to happen. You know, you know, Booger Eater's coming in to win this. You know this. I would assume so. Yes. So this is the way it's going to go. Do you think we're going to get people like Sal Renaro, Tim Storm getting involved? See, the problem with Tim Storm is Tim Storm's not allowed to challenge for the world title again. Per stipulation, when he lost to Nick Aldis at the very beginning of Power. Well, Lex Luger wasn't able to challenge for the title again either in 1993. But fair point. They can work away. that way. They can work, but I think all roads are pointing to uh, Trevor Murdoch going after Nick Aldis at this point. I mean, I think that's that's where the the money is based on everything they've been doing with Trevor Murdoch up to this point too. I mean, are you not watching the Battle Royal? Because like, let's be honest, like. Oh, I'm watching it. I'm writing the pay-per-view. I'm the, all in with the NWA. The, ba- battle Royals aren't sold on who's actually in them as opposed to what the stipulation is and what the actual match consists of, I feel like. Well, Kev, let me tell you who's in it so far. It's a- oh, baby, lay it on me, big daddy. It's a 14-man Battle Royal. This is who we have named as of uh, last week with by, um, by Austin Idol. Uh, Fred Rosser, Mims, Marche Rocket, Slice Boogie, Jeremiah Pluckett, who? Matt Cross, and Tyrus. Yeah, I don't know who Jeremiah is. I don't know if I've, I'm, I don't think I'm familiar. He was a bullfrog. He was a good friend of mine. Makes checks good call, out. Good call. Checks out. Yeah. 
Yeah, so Matt Cross and Tyrus. That that's your field. We've got eight. One, two, three, four, five. Yeah, that's eight. So we got six more to go. All right, maybe that's not as bad as a field as I thought it was. I just no, get it's... this rage when I see Austin Idol on my TV. Yeah, I don't. You I know what I miss? Hate him, bro. He even said like, maybe I'll get it if that motherfucker gets in the battle royal with his twenty-inch pythons. I'm driving to fucking Atlanta, Georgia, to kick him in his dick. Oh, Austin Idol's going over, brother. You know that now. He ain't doing shit. You know it, son. I mentioned I mentioned it when I was going over notes on the the Discord. You should join the Discord, by the way, people. Links on the Twitter page. Um, oh, it's a great time. And I mentioned it. Okay shit! No, I forgot. I forgot what the fuck I was talking about. <laughs> oh my god! Shit in your fuck! I set it up and then I forgot it. <laughs> shit! It'll come back to me. Go what ahead. What just happened to you? I don't know. I had a fucking brain fart or something. Taking notes. Ugh, coming in my pants. Uh, uh. Oh, that's <laughs> yeah. it. I miss. I miss waffles and tire irons. I miss commercials with Josephus. Like I miss things like that about the NWA. Well, I mean, you can't. I know you can't have commercials with Josephus anymore. I get it. That wasn't my point. My point is when they did silly shit like that, like that's the stuff that keeps you like in between instead of just saying like, "Come join my wrestling school," you know. It's like you didn't, you did, you didn't like uh, the that commercial for that NWA podcast. Well, I, I mean, those guys are okay, I guess. I don't know. That should. Let me ask you this, guys: How has it changed since it's gotten the fight? Do they still do that, like those ad, like hokey ad type stuff? No, they don't. It's it's literally ads for like Austin Idol school. Um, periodically, we get School of Morton for Ricky Morton school, and uh, then we get May Valentine interviewing people for NWA. So, are there any actual like real commercials on fight or no? No, 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 no. Not nothing that they splice in. Like if you mean like Peacock where they splice stuff in. Yeah, that's what I meant. No, not at all. That's uh, cool. What did uh oh fuck? What was Malin? What was fucking May Valentine's line at the end of the interview? With Molina and and uh, Taryn Terrell, I don't remember. Oh fuck! It's a line from an '80s fucking. I believe it was Jeremiah was a bullfrog. Oh, no, what did she say? You, you you ladies have the looks that kill. Is that what? Did she really? Yes. Did I yep. miss that? Fuck. Fuck. Now I have to go to Fight TV. <laughs> now I have to pull this up. Yeah, she's like, uh, "You ladies." That's what she said. You ladies have the looks that kill. Oh Jesus! Yeah. Is that a compliment, though? Yeah, but it's just weird. Yeah, May. I like I like May Valentine a lot. I think she's. I really, like May too. She's really sweet, but this is a weird. All right, so it's a weird spot for her. I'm just gonna. I'm gonna say need. That. I'm gonna need. I'm gonna need some more context here, boys. She just heard. She. I don't think she's that great. I mean, all right, coming from me, people might be like, "You're a hypocrite." She's not the best at the English language, okay? And she seems like oh, she's God. really uncomfortable during like she's gotten better since the first one. I'm surprised you got hypocrite out of your mouth without saying it wrong. <laughs> Tony, did you find this? Yeah, I'm fine. I'm trying to cue it up. I'm okay. Molina's yap yap yapping. <laughs> yeah. There's gonna be no shenanigans. This bitch is this Taryn Tyrell's hurt. I, when did she get hurt? Like, I don't understand any of this. I hate this Molina Thunder Rosa team, this Mean Girls thing. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. Oh, man. This is so good. But wasn't this a thing for a long time? No. They were feuding. Then the oh, pandemic right. started. And then they came back, and Molina would, like, show up at ringside during her matches. And then 
Thunder Rosa didn't want her help. Then then Melina got speared by Camille saving Thunder Rosa. But they've never explained why they're friends now. So who was Melina's stable in the beginning? Was, was it like Marty Bell, and Al- Melina? Uh, yes. and um, I thought it was Thunder Rosa too. Yes, but then Thunder Rosa left and she won yes, the championship. Because Melina, no, Melina said she wanted to challenge her for the title. That's where that all fell apart. Melina wanted a title shot. And Rosa's like, what the fuck? Yeah, it was a big hubba baloo. Uh, so here, I got I got it queued up. Let me see if this is it. Oh, fuck. I missed it. Hold on. I do love that. That's like the best sound to intro a show to, by the way. Right, let me, Not even joking. Let me try this again. And there is no way. In There's H- no way. I... Play the ads. Play them all, Tony. And Melina. Melina? I, I just hate it. It's like not like a commercial to me for a second. They just talk to each other like this. It's so dumb. You know what? You know what? You know what? This almost sounds like, have you talked to your doctor about your eczema? I will kick Little head. Okay. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Well, ladies, I wish you the best of luck. Both of you got the looks that kill. <laughs> <laughs> and she says it so nonchalantly. Like she doesn't even like 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 she just says it. It's so weird. It's, I mean, it, it didn't sound like an insult to me. No, but her delivery is off. Like she doesn't, she puts the wrong emphasis on syllables. What she, was what was that last that sound that I heard right after that? Was that you cutting it off, or was that the like the impact or no, the the NWA? Meow. Yeah. <laughs> so she said you got the looks that kill, and it just went Star Wars. Like it was just like oh, that, that, you got the looks that kill. That's the NWA because then it, it plays that sound, and then it goes like National Wrestling Alliance. Like that's that's kind of the thing. I oh, know I've heard it. It was just a weird spot. There was like no like reaction time to what she said. It just went right. It's a very tight ship they run over there at the NWA. Oh, God bless them. Love me some NWA power. Power. Billy Corgan's got the best music for this show too. Like even his own shit that he puts in, it's so good. Oh, I mean, come on. I mean, the guy knows what he's doing. I had enough of that. I had enough of that. Right? I can take the chrome. Guy's one of the most successful musicians of all time. He, he's got to know how to produce some uh, some tunage for the show ski. Listen, my good friend Willie. Uh, he does, oh. he does good work. That's right, Tony. I forgot how close you guys were. Well, Matt, that was NWA Power for the week. So this tomorrow night's episode is the go home to the pay per view, right? No, I think the pay per view is on the sixth. There's a lot, yeah, of go but home I don't. I think I think tomorrow night is the go home, and I don't know what the is the week. Before. Oh, next week might be Superpower. Ooh, <laughs> Superpower. Superpower is like a bunch of interviews and like one match, which is usually a so squash match. How is Booger Eater getting into this battle royal? His suspension's gonna be up by no wait, it can't be. The battle royal's not this week, the battle royal's next week. No, the, the week battle after. royal's tomorrow. It can't be. No way. They said it before when the show went off the air, next week is the last power before. Unless they do a midnight rider thing? Unless they just don't announce everybody. I don't know. I don't unless know. He, unless he comes out dressed like a giant booger. Ooh. Maybe a gobbly booger? Fucking booger eater. This fucking guy. Unbelievable. All right, let Kevin tell us about Impact. What? What do you guys want to know about Impact? What you guys want to know know about Impact? I didn't watch it this week, Kev. Please. Bro, we got new tag team champions. I've heard. Violent by Design. Team of Rhino and Joe Dorian. 
they called their shot after a tag team title match. And uh, they cashed in, man. Dude, Rhino calls a shot, but he won't call Heath. Call Heath, man. Heath for impact. Call Heath. Heath has not received a phone call from Rhino in all this time. Well, Heath is hurt, isn't he? Yeah, but Rhino still can call him and check on his old pal. But since Eric Young has twisted his mind. It's oh, wild now stuff. we're blaming E. Yeezy. Yeah, so oh, who's, who's really at fault here, Kevin? Rhino or Eric Young? Oh, I'm not blaming Yeezy. So you're 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 not gonna blame the puppet master. You're gonna blame the puppet. No, I'm gonna, I'm gonna throw I'm gonna throw the shade on the guy with without the the mind control enough to to realize what's happening to him. Rhino, even though Eric Young is very talented at that aspect of the game, so so yeah, you had that and something that I didn't really care for too much about Impact, and I know we're gonna get to the Kenny Omega Moose stuff because that was a great back and forth promo little dealy with uh, Don. Hey, we're gonna we're gonna talk about Revenge of the Nerds. Now, Don, first of all, Don, Don Callis is, I guess, out as an executive as uh, yeah. at, at Impact. I guess, Matt, if you have that in your news and notes, we can save that. I do have but, it in my news and notes, but we could tie it together in the Impact conversation. Uh, Kenny Omega Moose, if I'm not mistaken, Matt, is another Impact, Impact Plus special and not a pay-per-view. You are correct. Turning Point. Yeah, it's on Impact. Turning That's Point right. is on your birthday. Oh, I'll be in Baltimore, Maryland for... Dear good friend Jeff Jarrett and Conrad Thompson's podcast there and the Major Brothers, dear good friend's podcast on there too. So. Wow, look at this guy. I'm venturing, baby. Summer of Kevin. Summer of Kevin. Um, you get t-shirts made? I don't know how to do that, man. I've tried. You've yelled at me a million times to try to get t-shirts made. I can't, I don't know how to do it. You don't know. You just put, go to some t-shirt thing and then just write Summer of Kevin. Then it'll look like one of those cool retro vintage t-shirts. What if we did like the ones that we did for like our voting for the president where we just had like, like when I went to the mall and I got the t-shirts made at the mall, <laughs> how much did that cost you? Uh, uh, Jesus. I don't know what I get four shirts made. I think it was like 20 bucks. A no, shirt. you got three. Oh, right. Cause Baltimore, he made his own shirt. Um, yeah. yeah I yeah. think it was like 20 bucks a shirt. Oh mama. It was, it was just like the old, like, recreation like camp shirts that just yeah. said just literally just had words on it yeah just white lettering that's it incredible um so anyway going back to impact which is still a tremendous show guys if you're not watching impact wrestling and a guy who i just who i just did that little panel with over the weekend his name is trent uh i'm gonna butcher his last name Zuberi, who is a big guy over at aaw pro who literally does like the most official impact wrestling post game uh podcast you can do um, we talked about impact a lot and Kevin, it, can I stop you there for just a second? Sure. For those not familiar, you did like a panel. Uh, we haven't talked about this yet. I figured we would get to it. Okay. Well, I mean, right? you brought it up, so I don't know if you want to talk about it now. I'll talk about it right now. Cause listen, impact, like impact was last So if you haven't watched like the, Oh no, it's last Thursday. Oh my God. So it's actually a lot quicker now. Yeah, that was um, a tremendous experience. And thank you guys for giving me the opportunity to do it. It was Mike Freeland of Front Row Material, who with, with of course, is uh, the great podcast with Jerry Lynn and Mikey Whipwreck. Guys, a, a lot of like big big heavyweights in the, uh, the, in the podcast, the wrestling podcast world. And I'm going to butcher names. Uh, Chernoff, uh, Josh Chernoff, who does Mind with the Meanie, who does... Um, a lot of other things. Joe Feeney, 
who we know very well, who does the Raven effect and keep it at 100. Uh, Mike Freeland, like I mentioned him as well. And then uh, said Trent Zubiri. I'm, I totally butchered that name. He was the one that said that we were the first podcast that he listened to. It was us and live audio wrestling out of Canada and our podcast. So I, I felt like I was out of place completely in amongst this panel, but every single person on that panel had tremendous. And then Chad too, by the way, Chad, um, God, he does Francine's podcast. He does Shane Douglas's podcast. So uh, I forget his last name, but uh, we, we fought, we all kept in touch since then. And I felt out of place doing that, but the fact that they were so welcoming and it was so great. And we informed people of what they kind of should look into when they get into wrestling podcasting. And while you guys might be, I put you guys over a shit ton, by the way. So bonus points for me, but uh, just, it was just such a great time. And we could talk about that at a later date, but it was just, dude, it was so much fun. We did two hours, two hours of, uh, of talking about how to get people into wrestling podcasts, what they should and what they shouldn't expect, what their hopes should be without discouraging them, but just literally talking about how to interview, talking about how to direct questions, how to respond to questions, how to network, how to market, how to get sponsors. It was such a great time and I couldn't have been more honored to be a part of it. So thank you guys for letting me do that. And thank you uh, to Mike Freeland who put it all together. It'll be available on demand if it's not already on the Front Row Material Twitch um, stream. And I'm sure it'll be available at, at some point uh, on more, multiple platforms, probably YouTube or something like that as well. It was great, man. It was totally great. Awesome. It's Chad from uh, the Two Man Power Trip. I can't find his last name. It it's, just, it's I know it, it, his, his handle is Chad iron something god that sounds so i'm so, and the writ was there too by the way the writ who also helps with um with the front row uh, material when if um if uh mike can't be there but chad is they, they were all super grateful chad chad hyphen enb on twitter um god it was Dude, it was so much fun. Like I hell of a group that you named off, man. That that that's that's some uh, big wigs there in the in the wrestling podcasts. Yeah, and I mean, I guess it's to the point where like I feel like we should be definitely included in that, and I think we should be. I think we've earned it. Hundred percent, dude. It was just, but you, you know how you guys, you know how I am. Like I told the story about like being nervous about talking to people. Like that's how I, that's that's just me. That's all. That's how I figure I'll always be. So being included in that and being welcomed and, and doing all that stuff was just absolutely incredible. It's awesome. It's awesome. I'm glad you were able to do it too, man. Glad you had a good time with it. Yeah, it was Freeland, fun, Freeland, man. Freeland's a good dude. We got a good relationship with him. Fellow Jets fan, baby. Oh, I'll, I'll, I'll give him a pass on that one. Poor fella. Poor fella. All right, so back to Impact. A couple things that we should take away from Impact, right? We got new tag team champions. Yes. Um, it looks like Kojima is coming to impact. I was, that's probably the biggest story ever, by the way. Old 85 year old Kojima. Will you watch your mouth? First of all. All right. So you had no problem. Did you have a problem with Yuji Nagata going to AEWs? Uh, just for the fact that they didn't really set anything up for the AEW audience, but otherwise not really. 
What do you mean they didn't set anything up? Come on, dude. It's like, oh, Yuji Nagata's coming in. He wrestled on on TNT 25 years ago. Here he is. What did you need them to set up? He's a star from New Japan. Him and Moxley have history. Let him come in one week and save. They did more with fucking What's-His-Nuts when he came in. Fucking the idiot from NXT. What the hell's his name? Uh, it must have been such a, a huge impact on you since you can't remember his name. Well, what was his name? Are you talking about Kenta? Yes. Bome. How dare you insult me about forgetting things where you couldn't that fucking is... remember Bome. It's not about remembering. It's about pronouncing. There's a difference. I remember what it's called. I just can't say it because I'm a dum-dum. Pretty sure that's the name of the episode, by the way. Bome. We're going to steal the license from <laughs> New Texas Pro. No, I thought we were going to name it the Golden Road or whatever the hell he said. Bome! The Golden Road. No. Oh, the road is bright. The road that's is the bright. Episode. Bome! The road is bright. Let me write that down. Ali, Bumae. That's from a. They said it in a movie, too. I I can't remember what movie it was. It's probably the documentary about Ali. The road. I don't watch documentaries, bro. Come on. It's probably Ali with Will Smith. Right. Never saw it. Anyway. All right. So. Tony's Eddie. miserable about Eugene Nagata. He's also miserable about. Kojima. I don't give a fuck that Kojima's coming in. I think it's. I think it's. I think it's all right. I mean, whatever it is, you know. All right. Look, you made fucking a Tanahashi, but he was your fucking never open weight champion until that fuck nuts took the belt from him. He was first of all, he was a never open weight champion for long because he's a fucking loser. Yeah, that's right. That's your gimmick, Tony. Embrace it. <clears throat> uh, looks like VSK had a second match. On impact, he lost to P.D. Williams. Tremendous match. Uh, I and see that uh, TJP has freed Fala of his services to Johnny Swinger. Is I that what Fala was wearing? That. Was Fala wearing a dress? Is that what I saw? If I, oh my God. He was uh, working for Swinger as a valet to clear his debt. Swinger's Palace, baby. Uh, and TJP played and won Bala's freedom. So now uh, he's Bala. Bala yeah. That's Fala Ba. And you just and technically that was his first name on a on a graphic. It just smashed Impact Wrestling was Fala Bala. Smashed him together. <laughs> I quit. I can't speak. <laughs> that was. Do you guys remember that when he first started there? His his initial graphic was. I think it was Global Force still at the time. Thanks. Actually, no, it was probably Impact, but it was when it was. Jeff Jarrett took over, and they called him Fala Bala. Jarrett had so much gold, he put extra letters in everyone's names. I love Jeff Jarrett. Kevin, can do? I ask you a question? No. Uh, no Rock, I want to know deep. why Rachel Ellering and Jordan Grace were fighting. Matt, I was asking myself that question since the moment I saw it. Um, there was a little, a very quick like backstage promo where, like, uh, Jordan Grace brought something up or like, oh, we got a lot of stuff to do. And Rachel Ellering was like, who are you fighting? And Jordan Grace was like, oh, each other. And I was like, all right, that's weird. And I really, and I think I tweeted about it at the time. I couldn't, I hate when they like, this, this is, all right, all right. I'm going to get on a little soapboxy still here right, right now. Because the TNA, the, wow, the Impact Wrestling Tag Team, Women's Tag Team Division hasn't been, they, they lost Nevaeh, right? Nevaeh's gone, so you just have Havoc. So you bring in, and Jazz is gone, so Jordan Grace and Jazz are gone. So you have Fire and Flavor, which is a tremendous team, 
And then you bring in Rachel Ellering, who couldn't be a more better fit to be a regular tight team partner for Jordan Grace. That's a team that is just like that can be the foundation with fire and flavor of your division. And then you have them wrestle each other for what reason? Competition, I think, was the excuse, Matt. If you have, if you have like the run sheet there, like it made no sense to me, and I hate that. Like, it's not, it's not impact. I'm not shitting on impact. It was just, it's just in general. Like, why have tag team partners wrestle each other when they were tag team champions, lost the belts, and like now you're like it, it just made uh, no sense to me. I was furious about it, but I mean, furious is aggressive, but. You know what I mean? I think the storyline was the storyline was that Fire and Flava was getting inside of Jordan Grace's head, saying she was the weak link in the tag team. Uh, and that, but the tag team was only to get the, the weak link of the tag team that beat them for the championships. The weak link of the tag team that's only been together for what a month, if that. Uh, I yeah, don't that disagree. Whole, I'm whole, just... Like, the whole loss of the titles and then winning them back, like that's I, I think what. I, <laughs> I don't hate that they put the titles back on fire and flavor. They deserve it. They're fucking, they're a great tag team. No, no. My point goes further. Why did they need to take them off in the first place? Just for that hot shot. I think we talked about it a few weeks ago. You explained because, more shock value for the. And I guess because one was substituting for the other, but then like you take the belts off them right away and then you go to this. Like I I'm on board with you, dude. It doesn't make sense. Yeah. But I think the, 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 the title change was just more, all right, it's a debut. And this is the one that I said when we did the picks. This is the one that I regret getting wrong. Is um, I thought that it made sense for them to be the tag team champions. Fire and Flavor, like, I don't know who, I'm not going to lie to you, I'm not sure who, who the baby faces and who the heels are. Uh, Fire and Flavor are probably the heels. Actually, I'm now 99. I, I got to talk through things, guys. They're the, they're the heels. Jordan Grace and, and Rachel Ellering are the faces. But, like, I understand why they took the belts off them in the first place. It just made sense for a, a show to do that. Eric Bischoff talks about it a lot, a lot of the time on his show. Sometimes you do title changes because you don't see it coming. And just, but then again, and I don't hate that they, they switched them back because I've always said flipping titles doesn't necessarily mean that titles don't mean much. It just means that the competition is that good that anyone can beat anyone at any given time, especially of the two top teams. But I mean, I can't, I don't, I mean, you have the, the Donna Perazzo, uh, Kimberly, uh, Susan triad, so they could be inserted. But other than that, like, I, I and I understand that impact is different than WWE where the, the contracts aren't always ironclad and they're all, and they're not as like the longevity of people being there isn't always secured. So I understand that, but just like, ah, it just, it was bad for me because now, like, now they're just fighting each other. Like, come on. Uh, in a, uh, maybe in the same ballpark where things are just continuing. Apparently, the Brian Myers Matt Cardona story is not over yet on Impact. Not done. It's du- didn't didn't Brian Myers attack Matt Cardona? I think that I don't know for sure, but I think that could have been Broski's exit, maybe. Oh yeah, you think so? Well, because Broski's going to wind up dying because he's going to get into fucking ring with Nick Gage. So. Oh, okay, good point. Good point. I don't know if I, I listen. Now. This is no. I know I'm wearing a hat and wearing a shirt, but I, 
no inside information at all. I think that was his, I think that was the end of the feud. I think, I think I could be dead wrong. Dead wrong. Uh, what else? Looks like Eddie Eddie Edwards is dealing with appendicitis, so that's why you haven't seen him on the TV box. Yeah, he posted on the old social media today saying that he's recovering well. So shout out to Eddie Edwards. Uh, you had mentioned it before. It looks like Don Callis is no longer the vice president of uh, or an executive with Impact and Anthem Sports. Uh, it looks yeah. like he's going to be having a job over at AEW, although it seems like uh, his relationship with Impact is still in good standing. So Yeah, you know what? Until you said that, that was my initial assumption was that he's going to have a job at AEW at some, at, you know, in some capacity. I had no clue that this was reported elsewhere. So that, you know, why, good for him, man. Uh, what else we got? It looks like Moose signed a new deal with Impact. Oh, his contract was coming up at the in the middle of June, I think. So it looks like he'll be staying there. Uh, it looks like this Thursday there will be a ten woman tag match. Fire and Tony, flame. Tony, I see Tony, Tony, get it. What do you want? What do you want to say about this? Ten woman, so five on five. Hey, there he look at you, math magician. Fire and flavor. Math magician. Diana Perazu, Kimberly, and Susan take on Rosemary, Jessica Havoc, Tennille Dashwood, Ty- Taylor Wilde, and Rachel Ellering. Oh, I forgot. Yeah. Is this elimination or is this winner takes all? It doesn't say. It just says it's a ta- 10 woman tag match. Oh, God. And it looks like they're also doing a tease with Havoc being maybe part of Decay or not because Decay kind of intervened in Havoc situation. So if that's the case, I'm all for that. If you have Rosemary and Havoc as a team now, I'd be all for that. Uh, and then our other match announced TJP and Falaba will take on Josh Alexander uh, and PD Williams. Oh, Canada. Okay. Our home and native land. Uh, let's blow through some notes here. If you guys don't mind. Um, oh, yeah. Oh. You didn't mean that blow. No, it's not appropriate. Uh, this was the go-home week for AEW's Double or Nothing pay-per-view that happened Sunday night, so we will have to make picks for that. Uh, the card as it stands now, Kenny Omega, Orange Cassidy, and Pac in a three-way dance for the AEW world title. Sheeta mm-hmm. against Britt Baker for the AEW women's title. Uh, the mm-hmm. Young Bucks take on Eddie Kingston and John Moxley for the AEW tag team titles. Do you think that closes the show by any what? chance? Of course it does. The, box? the tag match? No, absolutely not. You think Cassidy, Omega, and Pac? Pac closes it? Yeah, probably. Uh, Cody Rhodes against Anthony Agogo? That closes the show. Uh, I'm a big Ago guy. I, I Let's go, 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 go. I love Agogo. Uh, Sting and Darby Allen take on Scorpio Sky and Ethan Page. Uh, why? Uh, the pinnacle in the inner circle in a stadium stampede match. That'll probably close out the show. That closes the show. Oh, that's a good point. Because it'll be pre-taped. Uh, Miro no, against... I thought, I thought they, they said they, that was going to be live. The stadium stampede? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. You know it was pre-taped, they said? It was pre-taped last year. That doesn't mean anything. Last year we were in the middle of a fucking lockdown. Now it's like... Woohoo, Wild West. I guess we're going to be so aggressive about it. Uh, no, Mir- I'm just saying, like, why tape it when you could do it live? But whatever. What do I know? Uh, because it's hard to do a cinematic match live. 
Why does it have to be cinematic? I mean, Last it's... year, I get it. It was lockdown. They needed to do yeah, but you're X, y, and Z, you're, but... you're going up against last year's expectations. What Matt Hardy fucking changing and changing? No, the shape whole they used the whole fucking stadium. I get it. Why are you so miserable about everything? Uh, a sting in a fucking tag match. Sting. <laughs> Keep going. Uh, Mira. I, I hate that we got to miserable Tony so late in the show. I want to like pick his brain about everything. Oh, don't worry. I'm sure there's more to come. Uh, Miro, Lance Archer <laughs> for the TNT title. And then the Casino Battle Royal with the winner getting a future shot at the AEW World Championship. All of the participants have been announced except for the wild card. So my question to you guys, who do you think is going to be the wild card? The mystery man. I, when is the show? This Sunday? Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Sunday. So it's no nine day day release guy, nine D day release guy, because that wouldn't work. Actually, would it? No, it wouldn't. Would it work? No, it was last. It was like April fifteenth. So. Yeah, I'll make Kate happy and say it's going to be CM Punk. Oh, boo! In the freaking casino battle royal. God, I didn't even have a guess. Um, <laughs> Maybe Alexander Wolf? No, but he's going home to Germany, I just read today. Which would be a terrible pick anyway. It's gonna be um, Matt, you, Matt, you clearly have an idea in your head already. Daniel Bryan. No, but that'd be even worse than No way. If Daniel that, Bryan's in it, he has to win the fucking thing. No, no, that's what I'm saying. That would be even a, a worse pick than CM Punk in terms of what I accused you of. Like, you know what I mean? If might as well. Either one of them could be. I know who. He just announced he's returning to the ring. Drake Younger. No, get out. Finger. Yeah, that's your boy. That that's is a... my boy. Yeah, are you gonna go, Matt? Try... Matt, you already have an idea in your head. Who do you think it is? Uh, I I think it might. Be, I have uh, three ideas. Oh, three pronged approach. Andrade. No. Uh, that sounds right. Nick Gage. No. no! Zack Ryder. Marty Skrull. If it's Marty Skrull, we're done. No, we're not. Marty Skrull's awesome. Whoop, whoop. It's not Marty Skrull. I get, whoop, I, whoop. They would have their heads handed to them on a platter if they... Oh, but Nick Gage is fine? Well, he just robbed the bank. Robbed the bank? He almost murdered a fucking D-list celebrity. Hey, yeah, he didn't want me to cut him, but I, I fucking said fuck it. Hey, he moved. Arquette moved. He wasn't supposed to move. Oh, fuck him too. Yeah, Arquette. At least New Jack had a reason to stab people. They were no, trying he... to fucking have liberties with him. Matt, who are the other two? You said you said Andrade. It's probably Andrade. Like New Jack was defending the business. Nick Gage just fucking changed his mind. But how do you have? Um, Come on! How do you have Marty Stroll for the win? Fuck What's it. the purpose of having Christian Cage in this if he's not winning it? He does because he sucks. They all suck, Kev. They all suck. But they why Cage in that fucking ladder match and he fucking lost? He's a fucking loser. Now That's he's stuck with Scorpio Sky. I'm not, I'm not, Sky I'm not showing my hands. Star. Oh, this don't get me started on that. And I love the I love the dynamic between him and Ethan Page, but oh. Scorpio Sky should have been. Heads and shoulders above a singles run by now, but I mean, listen, you're in a match with Sting and Darby Allen. It's not the worst place in the world, and oh, they're in a match yeah. with 
Scorpio Sky. So, seventy-five-year-old Sting. I wonder how many fucking buckle bombs he's going to take in this match. It's Sting. It's what if? Here. What if it's Davey Richards? He just they signed um, to MLW. He can't do it. Yeah. You just heard fucking Kiefer say that he reached out to them about working. Uh, uh, New Texas Pro Wrestling. Yeah, well, we said we could he could work indies, but may not be able to work TV. I mean, he might have the same deal, the same deal as Matt Cardona. I but... know who it's going to be. Who the returning Marco Stunt? I no, Marco Stunt. I bet fucking... you Marco Stunt's not on TV because of that dong sucking thing he did with Effie. No, he's been on fight. fucking AEW Dark Elevation and AEW Dark. You want to know why he's not on Dynamite? Because he he's sucks. A loser. He sucks. Wait, what? You have to clarify, Matt's Kevin. Your favorite, favorite is... wrestler hasn't been on fucking Dynamite in like three months. I, I don't even want to do it. I think Christian Cage wins. I know I can I, we have plenty of time to change our prediction. I think Christian Cage wins this. I don't I don't care who the Mr. Guy is. Christian Cage has to win this. Has to win. I like that. Uh, what if it's an it's impact? What if it's Moose? What if it's Adam Page? Moose Hardy's got his shot. He's got oh, a shot at the oh, impact he title. Does he doesn't have a shot what at the AEW title. Uh, See, Matt, that's good storytelling. Swerve, bro. All right, can we move on? Is there anything else to what? talk about? Yeah, why was Vince Russo part of the Ultimate Warrior documentary? Fuck do I know? Why was Shane McMahon involved? Why was Bubba the Love Sponge in the freaking Macho Man one? Swerve, bro. Uh, Sponge, bro. AW announced that they are moving to TBS in January oh, of yeah. 2022. And Smart move. AEW Rampage will debut Friday, August 13th at 10 p.m. It will be a one-hour show. 10? Yes. Interesting. Yeah, to air after SmackDown. Yeah. We'll get the SmackDown. On a different over. channel. Right. But you figure if people are home watching SmackDown, there's more wrestling on. They're just going to watch more wrestling. It's a lot of fucking wrestling, dude. Damn. It's a lot of wrestling. Nothing okay. we haven't seen before. Can I ask a dumb question? Maybe it's not so dumb. Okay. Why does AEW, why do they have such a presence on YouTube, yet they don't really spend any time plugging the YouTube stuff? The scroller comes across the bottom every... Yeah, but what I mean is, like, you have these additional outlets. Like, why would you not, like, actually put in, like, a 20-second spot for them? You know what I'm saying? I think... Does Big Show still do the... The Monday thing? Yeah, oh, another awful. thing. He's awful. You fucking, it. you hired the big show and you stick him on YouTube. You don't even advertise that he's on YouTube. It's like, come on. I didn't know he was still with the company. That's exactly what I mean, Kev. You brought in the big show. You made a fucking big deal out of it. You gave him t-shirts. He was the guy that introduced Kristen Cage to everybody. Come on. Um, Give the maybe big he... show a plug for Christ's sake. For God's sakes, if the NWA can plug Austin Idol's fucking wrestling school every week for three minutes, you would think Tony Khan could put some fucking love for the YouTube shows online. Am I asking for too much? I don't think it's Tony Khan. I mean, I guess at the end of the day, it is Tony Khan's call, but. And Matt, are we going to get a separate TBS championship when they move in January? Uh, that was the dumbest thing I ever saw on Twitter and social media. Yeah, I mean, that's just cheat. That's hack shit. Yeah. It's KP. That's KP Burke yes. comedy right there. <laughs> I like that. Hey, you like that I joke, right? Wait, wait, what? What? <laughs> I'm the hack. KP's actually a really intelligent no, joker. Kev- right no, Kevin, we gotta sell you. What the fuck? Yeah, Kev, you're the what star. The oh, I'm a great. Kev? Listen, I get booked, so it's okay. Put yeah, you you're over. doing fucking buds bonanzas over on the boardwalk. That's right. <laughs> oh yeah. Do Do you want to do the? You know, I don't partake in it yet, but 
if you like. Now, I, will, not, I will never partake in it. It's not my thing, but I'm going to do some comedy. And uh, Yeah, brother. Uh, yeah, here's the deal. Uh, let me tell you right now. Uh, yeah, it's called Boardwalk Bud. Yeah, but I'm not a boardwalk and I'm not a bud. But I, do I only like, do the ecstasy, brother. That's it. I only drink the beers, man. Some white claws. Yeah, oh, white claws for the cause. That's what I do. Yeah, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. PBR a little bit. Yeah, some Stone Cold Steve Austin Broken Skull IPA, yeah, IPA, yeah, dig it, huh? Uh, there is no dynamite Wednesday night because of basketball, so it will be Friday night. Friday, Friday night, and the pay per view is Sunday. Sunday, yes. Wow, that's some that's some SmackDown going into pay per view timing. Uh, it seems like not only did The Miz get eaten by zombies, but he also tore his ACL. I heard what a bummer. So that's a rough one. Gunzo Magunzo. Uh, it looks like the next Broken Skull session will feature <laughs> the Godfather. Oh, yeah. Sorry, Miz. Uh, it's the real world, brother. I'm so sorry, my man. Pippin' uh, yeah, hoes nationwide. Oh, yeah. Break, uh, broken Skull uh, sessions with the Godfather, Miz. I heard you were lined up next, but too bad. Brother, Let me ask yeah. you guys, does anyone care? Does anyone want to hear the Godfather talk about the Godfather persona? Because I want to hear him talk all about Kama the Fighting Machine and Papa yep. Shango. Oh, uh-huh, yeah. Kama, 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 Chameleon. Dig it. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Uh-huh. Is that all he's going to do is talk about... Uh, it's not going to be like Charles White? Like, it's not going to be all about like his career? It's got to be the whole deal, right? It, it will feature the Godfather. And wait, this is this is what the uh, the treasure hunting? No, broken skull no. sessions. Oh, broken skull. Oh, of course, he's going to talk about everything. Treasure you don't think Austin's going to talk about everything else? Tell me about when you were doing voodoo. Oh, what? Jesus Christ! What? What? Uh, it looks like See, this is the kind of guest that I want on his show. Guys like the Godfather. Yeah, the Godfather. Looks like the SummerSlam is going to be in Vegas at the brand new football arena. Mm-hmm. Football arena, football stadium. Fuck your head. The the Raiders play. I yeah, guess the Raiders. Dun, 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 dun. Raiders Nation, baby. Um, here we go. WWE oh. on uh-huh. Peacock will be running the fifty greatest tag teams. We did uh, this already. Who's number one? We did a list. Who's no, number we, one? No, we just did this. We they're stealing our gimmick. We did this. Right. Who who's number one on the WWE's greatest tag? And Turnbuckle Throwbacks did it. Never heard. Did of they it. do it? Who won that thing? I don't even know. Hacks. <laughs> no one hacks. Um, well, not Jay. No, Jay's the best. Uh, it will be at June second. Uh, it will be on the Peacock, and my understanding is there will be uh, episodes every Wednesday leading up to the final episode on June thirtieth. <sighs> You so know who we did. You know who'll be number one? Bold statement. I mean it's I mean it's it's gotta be LOD, but it won't be because they're not wait, the great they're not the greatest WWF tag team. Okay, right? that's what I was gonna ask. It's only WWE tag teams, right? Well, it's, I mean it's, it's they're going to cover I would imagine the Rock and Roll Express, the Midnight Express will be on the list. It's gonna be New Day. It's called the 50, 50 greatest tag teams. And New Day should be up there, but I don't know about number uh, one. Ooh, Pat Patterson and Ray Stevens. Oh God, Tony. 
on a base and jump off the rope. I think it's, if it's banana. I think if it's not LOD or the Dudleys. Dudleys? It's going to be edging. Christian's in AEW, dub, so will they do that? I don't think they'll go that route. It's going to be the new day. Because if it's not Edge and Christian, if it's not LOD, if it's not the Dudleys, it's not going to be the Hart Foundation. It's not going to be the British Bulldogs. I mean, it could be the Hardys, I guess, right? Or no? Now, let me ask you guys a question. I'm just going to throw this out there, right? All those that all those teams Kevin named, I wouldn't have a problem, right? Don't yeah. agree. Don't agree with it, but I wouldn't have a problem. Right. Does, does the team of does the fucking rock and sock connection make it into the top ten? No, no. They, oh my god! Make the top, they'll make the top fifty for sure, but not the top ten. See, this is what I hate about, and it's just a, a part of the business that a part of wrestling that it just always bothered me is when you have like the two top guys. I, I feel the same way about the mega powers. Dare it, I say, two dudes with attitudes will be in the top fifty? Well, at least they won the belts, but I mean, Rock and Sock did too, obviously. But I know, I know, I know. And so did Austin and Michael. And Shawn Michaels, yes, I know. And so did Austin and Dude Love. So did Bret Hart and Goldberg. You watch, uh, your, you watch your fucking mouth. I'm going <laughs> to fucking punch you. Um, it's got to be. I feel like at this point, though, oh, it could be the Usos, too, by the way. It's going to be. It's all a vehicle to get fucking Roman Reigns and the head of the table nonsense over. I mean, I say nonsense. It's a good story, but still. Oh, we will have to watch starting on June 2nd. Every Wednesday, June okay. 30th, we'll find out who the greatest tag team is ever. Uh, WWE's hitting the road Friday, July 16th with the first live SmackDown in Houston, Texas. How do you guys feel about this? Do I have Holiday Road on my computer? Let's, uh... I mean, I'd rather go to a new Texas pro show, but, you know, that, that'd be great for them down there. Uh, it will kick off a 25-city tour scheduled from July 16th through Labor Day. The road is bright. The road is bright. You guys we, hear that? Nope. You got to give it a little yeah. more. There you go. That's better. Whoa! So don't wait down the road. Whoa! Holiday Road. Holiday Road. Yeah, so WWE's hitting the road, Jack. Is this a Christmas song? No, it's from the original Lampoon's Vacation. Uh, it looks cool. like the WWE is talking with Speedball Mike Bailey. You can listen to me talk about him on my tier one commentary. Um <laughs> So, uh, much? he was on a five year ban from entering the United States, uh, dating back to March 2016. So, yes, it looks he like uh, he's figured out his visa issue, and the WWE is working on getting him uh, in the States. So, no, he hasn't figured them out. WWE is trying to help him to get them figured out. Uh, yes, that's what I meant to say. Apologies. If anyone can do it, Vince McCann can. Is that like Tom McCann? Vince McCann? Uh, a couple more things coming up on the Peacock. Oh. Uh, the day of the Mysterios make history. That was fast. Uh, WWE untold the Nexus. I'm excited about that. They'll be adding eight new episodes of Superstars. Oh. 
It's great. The show only had freaking 12 years on the air. They're uh, adding freaking six episodes at a time. Okay, ready for this show? I don't know oh. what this is. It's called WWE The Ultimate Show. <sighs> and the title oh. of the show... Oh, man. The title of the show is Ultimate Hell in a Cell. On the Ultimate Show, WWE hosts assemble fantasy dream matches featuring a who's who of WWE legends and modern-day superstars. So get ready for fucking Peter Rosenberg to assemble a Hell in a Cell match of his fucking dreams. That fucking hack. Ah, it's my dear good personal friend. How dare you? Fake wrestling fan. Um... And then making WWE building the spectacle will be a show. I don't know what that means. Is but... that a? That's got to be. Is that an? What's a? Is that a Saudi Arabia vehicle? Making the. Uh, it's got to be like behind the scenes of building sets for like WrestleMania and shit. Oh maybe because wasn't there like a superstar spectacle or something like that? Superstars testicles. That's what Matt saw in the fucking locker room. That's right. That's two, four of them, two pair. The rock and roll in good time. Were Were Robert Gibson's balls crossed? No, they were normals. They were normals. Uh, we have a new NXT North American champion. Bronson Reed beat Johnny Gargano in a cage match last week. I feel like everybody beats Johnny Gargano. Well, when you've been around for 12 years, someone's going to have to beat him every couple. Uh, you mentioned uh, uh, Drake Younger's coming back to the indie scenes. He's been released from the WWE along with Kavita Devi, Jasmine Duke, Ezra Judge, Skylar Story, Vanessa Bourne, and Alexander Wolf, uh, and referees Drake and Jake Clemens. They've all been released from the company. And Velveteen. Yes, that was my next piece of note here. Velveteen oh, so I'm sorry. I didn't mean to put the cart before the, the gun. It's okay. Whatever. Now, I have not seen it, but I'm seeing that apparently he put out like a, 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 like a message that he didn't want to break kayfabe to, and I haven't read it, so this is just what I'm seeing. He yeah. didn't want to deny the sexual allegations against him because if he felt it would break kayfabe, and I'm just paraphrasing, I have to read his release. Yeah, that's it's it's more than that, but he, I guess that's why he didn't want to address him. But like, there's like a whole like transcript of what he actually said. So whatever. Yeah, release. I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to read it and check it out. Uh, Dick had mentioned Osprey before. He hurt his neck. He has to vacate his eye. You, Tony. Yes, you, dickhead. Uh, he didn't so have I, to. He did. The IWGP World Heavyweight Championship has been vacated. I uh, have seen no news as to how they're going to crown a new champion. I do know that shows just started again uh, because they had that COVID outbreak and Japan was uh -huh. under the state of emergency. Uh, and it looks like my buddy Tai Chi and his beautiful voice got COVID and uh, Okada also had COVID. Does this mean Tai Chi can't sing anymore? Oh, no, 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 no. You, you would have to literally remove his lungs. <sighs> Which COVID could actually do at some point. But uh, they're back on the road. They just started Saturday night. Um running shows so they're at Kirkin Hall tonight um I think they're that they're building uh uh the Golden Lovers against uh Jeff Cobb and the Great Okan I think they're really going to push uh Cobb against Ibushi Wait the Golden Lovers? Yeah, your fucking jerk off scumbag asshole friend. Mm -hmm. I thought the Golden Lovers were Kenny Omega and Ibushi, no? What I say? Oh, Golden Aces, I'm sorry. 
Oh, there you go. Tanahasho. Yes. Fucking Tanahasho. Sorry, I'm trying to oh, rush. Boy. Trying to yeah, rush through this because I It's getting late. It's getting late, boys. And we still have to talk Ring of Honor, which we all watch. So. Oh, yeah. Uh, it is official. Kenny Omega, Andrade at Triple Mania. They have yet to announce a date, but that match will be taking place. I can see Andrade being that Battle Royal guy. Uh, so we all watch Ring of Honor this week as we slowly start to pull this train to the station. What did you guys think of the show? Loved it. Loved it. Your boy Vincent. Loved the good old. Sorry, Tony, go ahead. I said Vincent's back. You dig? I'm digging. Are you digging? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fred Yehi with a big win. I fucking love that match. I love I loved it. I love how like you're there's a minute left and there's like no panic. It wasn't like rush, rush, rush. Beautiful finish. Fred Yehi is a fucking monster. Oh, here's one. I wonder if those were Pillman esque. Has he worn those sunglasses a lot with the one eye on it? I wonder if that was more Pillman, maybe like a Pillman tribute today that I saw. You know how he has he was wearing glasses, yeah, but no, only I think one actually wears, had a lens I think on he it. He always wears those glasses. Does he? I, I like I said, I'm not a huge ROH regular, but it I can't. If I remember correctly from my time calling matches at Tier 1, when I called Fred Yehi's match, he had the one-patch sunglasses. God bless him. God bless you too, Tony. I called a lot of these guys' matches. You guys don't want to give me... I know. I have my fingers on the pulse. Another guest coming up too that you've called a lot of matches for. There you go. Your fingers in your asshole. I called Speedball Mike Bailey matches. Did we mention that? I don't think so. Tony, what would be... Oh, God. If, all right, so me and Matt are wrestling right now, right? I have him in uh, a reverse chin lock. How would you call right now, to this day, Shining Wizards Kevin having Shining Wizards Matt in a reverse chin lock for, like, four seconds? Give me, like, a good, like, five or six-second call right here. Reverse chin lock. Matt's struggling. He doesn't know how to get out of it. He's struggling for the ropes. Maybe his feet are moving. Give me the call right now, Tony. I think you just gave me the call. God damn it. I don't know. It's just weird. Like, I don't know. No, like, do it. Do it. I want it. This is great. This is what this is what we call podcast gold. Go for this it. is what everybody's been waiting for, folks. The shining wizards explode. Got Kevin in one corner, Matt in the other. Oh, Matt's not happy with this? No, he's doing his commentary, dude. Oh, god damn. <laughs> <laughs> I told you, go ahead. It's starting. You really want to do this? Yeah, yeah, let's do it. Reverse chin lock. That's all it is. Just a reverse chin lock, but Matt's struggling deep because I got a very nice grip. Get into it. I'm getting into it. Collar and elbow tie up. Kevin Kevin digging it in. Matt just kind of working him back into the corner. Kevin spins him around as they get there. Referee trying to get in between. Kevin with a thumb to the eye. Are you kidding me? Mm. Matt goes down. Kevin gets yelled at. Couldn't give less of a shit. <laughs> I went down Kevin. to a thumb to the eye? Yeah, he stuck it in your eye, dude. You ever see Kevin's yeah. thumbs? He's got like fucking talons. What happened to the reverse chin lock? Don't worry about it. You fucking got <laughs> it down. Next week you work the chin lock. There's going to be fan fiction, ongoing story between Kevin. This and is him. a great gimmick. I like this. We're going to keep this going. Speaking of gimmicks, here's something I didn't realize. When the tag team champions, Sorry. after they they successfully defend their titles one time in Ring of Honor, they can choose whether or not to have pure title matches from then on. Did you catch that on the commentary? So in other words, 
So in other words, uh, Titus and Hot Sauce won. This was their first defense. Right. So now they have the option as to what rules they want to have their their next defenses. Oh, that's I must have missed that. That's awesome. Yeah, but they have to win their first defense in order to get that option. Right. So they did. So now the next match, if they want to, they can make it a pure rules match. Wait, against? Against whoever they defend against. Against whoever they defend against. Yeah, yeah. It's it's champion's choice, which is interesting. I like that a lot. I like it a lot, too. I actually don't like it because what is what does me beating this team have to do with me facing this other team? No, in other words, like you lock yourself in as being able to have those rules at your disposal. Oh, you don't ha- you don't necessarily have to do it. No, no, you ah. can have a straight up tag okay. match. Okay, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Like gotcha. say it's like a bunch of like a bunch of fucking like I don't know, like uh I don't know, maybe it's a team that uses the ropes a lot. Like you know that they they you know, maybe it's better strategy to have pure rules because then you could tie them up and they then they constantly have to make the ropes. Now they use up their rope breaks, now they're in trouble, you know? It's a strategy thing. Gotcha, gotcha. Champions advantage. Yeah, like if you're in there against two submission guys, you're like, well, fuck that. I don't want it to be a pure match because you want your partner to be able to just come in and keep breaking shit up, you know? Yeah, yeah I guess my just, I guess my point was more, or my point of confusion was like, if I beat, you know, uh, Mike Bennett and Matt Taven, why should I have this choice to defend against, you know, the Briscoes in in this match. So I just thought, like, what did the Briscoes do? No, you don't. You don't get to choose your opponents, but you get to choose what you want. Uh, you well, know. Yeah, yeah, that's what I. Um, I did. The only thing I didn't like about the main event is this a Ring of Honor thing now? Like, where they just let all four guys stay in the ring for this like that amount of time? It just seemed like everybody was just hanging around. The referee was making no attempts to clear anybody out. Like uh, when Rhett and what's his name both hit the pile drivers at the same time. Like everybody's in the fucking ring. It's like, come on, like get you know, get two of these guys out that don't belong there. The story fit; it just didn't fit within the rules, so it kind of like was throwing me off. It's like, why were they allowing this? Was there something that I missed? I don't know. I'll just chalk it up to wrestling. Yeah. What'd you think of the EC3 and um, and uh, Flip, Flip Gordon stuff? I liked it. He just kind of came out and said, "Watch your what do you say? Watch your back." I think he's, you've been warned. You've been warned. That was it. Oh, I missed this. EC, like- EC3 said this to Flippy Doo. Yeah. yeah. Like Flippy Doo came out and then EC3 came out and he just kind of stared at each other and looked at each other. And he's like, you've yeah. been warned. And he just walked out. They have a history. Flip called out Roosh. He has his title shot that he won at Free Enterprise. Know. Roosh is not there. EC3 came out. There's issues with them. I like it. Going back to that tag match. Though, that tag match was playing on the angle of Taven being hurt the entire time playing on all that stuff was absolutely like i felt it was so good and 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 they still gave him like so much time that was like a long i think i missed the ec3 thing i thought the ring of honor show was just the uh rocky romero ehi match and that match with uh you know quinn mckay at the beginning i didn't even see this ec3 yeah it was it was just kind of in the middle it wasn't really that long maybe it was like a minute or two you might have just went through it with the commercials well, there are only Matt. There are only two matches on the show, though, right? Correct. Yeah. There are only two matches. Yes. So they gave the tag match a whole lot of time, baby. What did you think? All right. So in the back, they're like Rhett Titus, and uh, you know Jay Lethal comes to them, and he's like, you know, like he's hurt. I kind of don't want to give him the match, and Rhett's like, yeah, no problem. We'll just give him a match when he's better. And he's like, no, no, no. That's what I said. But they want the match, so we're gonna have the match. 
So they kind of made it play like, all right, we're going to like, you know, just, just do our thing. But at one point where Rhett Titus, like in like near the end of the match, just grabs that ankle lock and puts it on him. Do you think that they can build on that in some sort of like heelish dickish kind of thing where like maybe he took advantage of a situation? It depends. The foundation is built on, you know, the code of honor. So them presenting it like, oh, they're hurt. We'll give them a shot. And even Ian and Caprice put it over after the match. Like maybe they'll give them another shot when they're 100 percent. But I could see that direction that they're going Uh, or if they chose to layer throw that layer in there where maybe, you know, Rhett is a cherry picker. Yeah. I mean, it's there and it didn't come across that way during the match, but it almost took me like to like a macho and Hogan thing where like something's there. If you're not looking for it, you maybe didn't notice it because you know, Rhett's instinct is that's his move. He's going for his move, you know? Right. He knows his, his buddy, not necessarily his friend, but this guy he's given good competition to was hurt. Did he take advantage of it? Was it a bad thing that he did? You know? So there's some questions there. Yeah, I think if there wasn't that, uh, if that Taven Vincent storyline was out the window, uh, I think they might go that direction. But I think you're going to see, I know next week there's eight-man ta- tag with uh, the foundation against uh, Violent Violence Unlimited. Uh, and LSG and Joe Key will have their match to see uh, to see who gets to be ranked in the pure or the TV title division. Um, a lot of good stuff, though. I really it's my favorite hour of wrestling. That's oh. good. I, I'm glad I made time to watch it today. It was, it was really enjoyable. Yeah, I you know, my my the shows I make time for AEW, NWA and Ring of Honor. Like those are my favorite shows to watch. And if New Japan runs like a really big show, I, I try and make time for that. Well. Are we done? Is that it? I think we're done. Oh, I think uh, I think Selena De La Renta is uh, NXT bound. Really? She changed her Twitter Twitter name to Natalie Class. So- oh, she's no, no, she's had that. She's had that Twitter handle because I was very confused as to why that was her Twitter handle. Oh, her Twitter handle, her Twitter hand, Twitter handle is still at Selena De La Renta. Right, but her name is Natalie Cass. Yeah, and I was very confused as to who that was. And then it's it's been like that for at least a week, I at least. Know. Well, I thought she put something up today, and she may have taken it down where she said, "I'm next," but N N the N and the X and the T were all uh, capitalized, and the in the E was lowercase. You're probably right. I had a thought last week of who she would be perfect to be as their as this person's valet, and I can't think of who it was. Well, well they're talking about Thea Trinidad going back too. <laughs> Funny how that worked out. So, I'm not, I'm not saying one has to do with the other. It's just weird that like they thought there were a lot of rumors swirling that she was going back to to WWE. But and if they listen, the, both will be assets for sure. Absolutely. Dude, you got Scarlet there. You got a whole lot of Dakota. You got a lot of great women in, in that NXT, in that system, and in, in WWE in general. WWE. So, WWE. Twiddle, twiddle handles. Uh, we'll be back next week. And, uh, we'll be Memorial Day. Uh, I yeah. have yet to confirm with our guest, but we should have a guest next week. I like it. 
I hope. Uh, thanks to the sheriff and thanks to Mysterious Q for joining the Shining Wizards Wrestling Podcast. That, again, new Texas pro wrestling. Check them out this Saturday night on IWTV. If you can't be in Houston, they're going to put on a hell of a show uh, with a lot of great, talented boys and girls. So please check that out and support indie wrestling. I will be back Wednesday night on the Mark Order podcast. We will be doing you a show do on Wednesday. Gonna, yeah, I think we're going to preview uh, Double or Nothing, make our picks. Because uh, Friday, the weekend's not happening for me. Uh, at I hear you've been busy. Um, so, yeah, those are all my plugs. And, uh, oh, when we're done, I, remind me, i got to tell you guys something. Okay. All right. Anyone else? Like crazy. Nothing. Not, Kev, you want to plug your shit? Yeah, I'm definitely going to plug, guys. Uh, at, uh, of course, all of our Instagram and, t- and Twitter and, uh, and Pro Wrestling Tees at Wizards Podcast, just about on everything. You can get to myself at Kevin Garifo at Shining Wizards Kevin on Instagram. Guys, comedy's coming back to Jersey, baby. West Orange, New Jersey, the Oak Barrel Pub, the Joke Barrel Club, uh, the first Wednesday of every month from June to September. And then, of course, I'll be down up in Atlantic City for Boardwalk Buds. Oh, guys, I don't know if I told you this. Tony, you might actually appreciate this. Matt, maybe you too. I'll be opening for Uncle Floyd very soon. That's Look awesome. Today, dude. So uh, that'll be June 18th at the Ospac Theater in, again, my wonderful hometown. I don't know how I get these gigs um, of West Orange, New Jersey, at the Ospac Theater on Prospect Avenue, Bowling uh, Drive. Uh, oh, me and Uncle Floyd. And that's to be great. And then, of course, Boardwalk Buds, June 25th, June 27th, 11 p.m. shows, both nights, late nights, but it's Atlantic City. Come on, if you're not out by 11 p.m., you ain't doing it right. So, uh, Come see me, boys and girls. Uh, I love to, to chat and hang out. And thanks again to Mike Freeland. Thanks again to Front Row Material for all that great stuff and all those guys that, that were a part of that panel. Um, so, again, and again, thank you, Matt, and thank you, Tony. Go uh, and have a drink with Kevin and, Mick, and uh, Nick Gage. There you go. Oh, uh, huge pro wrestling I'm tease. not trying to fight Nick Gage. Don't tell uh, jail jokes, then. Uh, huge pro wrestling tease uh, sale going on oh, starting, jokes. starting on uh, Wednesday, May 26th. Yeah, May 26th. Uh, 20% off everything. Use the code memorial, prowrestlingtees.com slash shiningwizards to grab your Wizards merch and your uh, merch of your other favorite wrestling performers. Get yourself an awesome shirt just like this one, the Shining Wizards Wrestling Podcast Extreme Shirt. Tony, that's the shirt that I wore on the panel. Awesome. Nice shirt. All right, we'll be back next week, right? We got nothing else to plug. Yeah, no, please. Can I get to bed at an early time tonight? Nope. Rate, o'clock. rate, review, subscribe uh, on YouTube, Twitter, yes. Facebook, everything. Good night. Leave a review on iTunes. Go fuck yourself, San Diego. That's.